ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Kill Stream. I am your host, Ethan Ralph, the owner and the editor-in-chief of the TheRalphRetort.com. Also, of course, Killstream.tv, where many, many, many of you have subscribed, including quite a few of you uh, this morning even while I was doing the Tequila Sunrise, which is already posted on Killstream.tv. It's up and ready. Uh, we're posting some uh, some episodes from 2020. Um, going to post some more. We're not done with 2019 yet either, uh, but I'm getting some of the January stuff up from 2020. We're slowly filling that tree out. Uh, as I mentioned, we have Ryan Dawson here, so I'm not going to waste too much time. Uh, let me um, pull out the particulars. You know, there's a couple things I forgot to do, though, before I, uh, before I introduce Mr. Dawson. It's been quite some time since we spoke to him. Um, well, I mean, you know, September. That's a good long stretch. I think about, I remember something Larry Ridgway, who's going to be joining us later, told me last September. He said, one day you will wish you will fucking long for this September 2020 day. Uh, and never did he say anything more true than that. All right, now, <laughs> um, let's see. I'll have to start Entropy. That's what it is. That's what I need to do. Uh, shout out to everybody. Good to see you all here. I see Barry, me, and Dixie saying he's really enjoying the network. Um, yeah, if you like Killstream, uh, I would say it's worth it. If you love Killstream, it's definitely worth it. Um, even if you like it, though, I would say it's worth it. Um, all the content's easy to find. Uh, daily replays easy to find right there. You can watch it on your Fire Stick. Hopefully some other apps uh, coming soon, but it's it's up on Fire Stick now. Um, all right, I'll do more shilling later. Mr. Dawson, you're here. They can hear you now. I can hear you now. What's up, Awesome. Man? What's up? Been hey, a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. Uh, how you been since last September? <laughs> well, I've been, I lost my YouTube and uh, several Twitters and, you know, just dealing with the censorship. The normal everyday type thing, I guess. Um, you now, know how that is. You yeah. had a giant channel erased. Yeah, I had it bounced. You know, I think about some days like what it would be like if they had not, um, you know, deleted that channel. And I see Tim Pool and his mansion and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that does <laughs> <laughs> it does make me think every once in a while, I have to say. But you know what? I'm very blessed nonetheless. You just put on a beanie and read the news to people <laughs> and take both sides. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe they'd let me back on if I did that. I don't know. But um, So we're, we got a lot to talk about, honestly. But RFK, I guess, was the main subject we're going to talk about tonight. But before we do that, and we have to talk about Israel. I mean, let's face it. But before we do and that, I mean, we can always bash on Israel or Lincoln. I'm, I'm always there for you. <laughs> now, now, before we we get into that, though, let me ask you this. Well, you know, I've asked you this before, but uh, for people who are not familiar with you, you've been on the show many times. But uh, in case this is a newer viewer, maybe they just came in last month. Maybe they don't know all these people. Uh, why don't you give a little background on yourself? I think the prior shows I did on here, I think we did September 11th. That's right. Um, we got we started to get into the Norway shooter thing, but uh, it got a little too edgy, even for D Live or whatever it was on at the time. Yeah, um, there was a special guest, run-in guest. We won't get into that. But we won't necessarily. Yeah, get yeah. We a had sp- a special guest from Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I have I got three Davids on my Skype right now. I don't think you want any, either one of these three. No, no, no. Let's just keep it. I want to focus on you tonight. I want to. So I do. Uh, I do a lot of research into conspiracy theories, and which do happen occasionally. I'm not one of these kooks that thinks every time there's a school shooting that it's fake or something like that. And I really take issue with probably 98 percent of the 9/11 truth movement. Um, but I think there's something called I call it the false false flag. 
So that's whenever there, there's actually a conspiracy there to see, they put nonsense out in front so that people will look at that instead. So for example, with voter fraud, QAnon was a way of making it look ridiculous. With September 11th, Alex Jones, Judy Wood, Jim Fetzer was a way of making it look ridiculous. Um, with Jeffrey Epstein, there have been attempts, you know, by the kooks to say he's still alive and Maxwell's not really in jail, but it didn't really work. And that's because I got out in front of it this time. I made sure I got on a big show, Sean Atwood's show, got over half a million viewers on there and could set the record straight before it got kookified. And JFK and RFK both have a little bit of that kookification too. RFK with the follow the polka dots and JFK, and there's too many dumb, you know, who he was getting rid of the Fed. No, he wasn't. Um, there's a lot of kook nonsense there, too. And so what I do is I am not of the official story or of the sort of official, unofficial story. I go in based on primary sources and the evidence and try and figure out what actually happened. Uh, and not, I don't gravitate to what I call the kook movement. And obviously, uh, the government's always full of shit. Now, I do remember talk. we talked to you on the day Epstein um, passed away, I guess we could say. Um, yeah, I remember that morning. And uh, it was so crazy because everybody had been making jokes for months about Epstein getting, well, Epstein. And, I mean, that was the I was a very common refrain. I don't know how many times. Nobody was shocked. Joke. Nobody was shocked. And, but when it happened still, when it happened, it was like, oh, fuck, okay. Right. They just yeah, did it. I was right? waiting for it. Yeah, but I mean, still, you weren't shocked, but it was it was like shocked but not shocked. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, but. I, yeah, exactly. It was, man. Oh, it happened. You knew it was coming. Yeah, but you didn't know right. when. You, you knew it was coming. It was just such a letdown. It's <laughs> like, man, because this guy had the goods on so many prominent movers and shakers. You're talking billionaires, right? And they killed him, and you knew they were going to kill him. But some part of you hoped he'd live long enough to get some of the dirt out and the victims could see um, some sort of comeuppance to these people. And they just took it all away. But then we got Maxwell arrested and John Luke Brunel has been arrested and uh, Peter Nygaard and a lot of their associates are in jail. So we still might get some sort of partial justice, but obviously Jeffrey Epstein had died with the most knowledge. All right, now uh, explain some of the kookification, though. You went into that. You mentioned Alex Jones some others. What, what would you say were some of the kookier moments? Coming Al to? Alex Jones, some of his kookier movements, probably his kookiest was the interdimensional <laughs> elves from DMT that wanted to stop the Nazis from building a gate to hell or something. Um, you know, he said, you What's know, all the elite are going to live in bunkers in New Zealand and wipe out 80% of the population. He had people microwaving $20 bills. He's, he's gone full retard on a lot of subjects. With the Kennedys, he doesn't talk about RFK that much, which is a blessing to me because I don't have to get all that nonsense out of the way. I can just go straight at it. But JFK, he has. Uh, he's jumped on this bandwagon of executive order 1111 It's uh, He was getting rid of the Fed. The executive order 1111 all it does is dictate who can issue silver certificates. It was a pro-Fed move. And it wasn't reversed by Johnson after Kennedy died. So it's not like, oh, they killed the president and then left the order they killed him over on the books. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, it was finally made obsolete in the 80s. 
but uh, Kennedy was pro-Fed. People seem to over-romanticize or over-demonize the guy. He wasn't like Ron Paul or something. He was okay, which, you know, nowadays is, you know, world's better than than <laughs> LBJ or Nixon or something. But um, then they sort of trite uh, nonsense you get from films like JFK, the movie, which Israel's largest arms dealer was the executive producer for, Arnon Milchan, is the most popular JFK conspiracy, and that's that the CIA killed him because he didn't give air support to the Bay of Pigs, which isn't true. And But Jones goes even kookier than that. He, he's all about, Kennedy was anti-fed. No, 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 no. Um, but he hasn't really talked about the Kennedys so much. Mostly what Jones really poured retard sauce on was September 11th. And like, in like any shooting that's ever happened in the Iraq War. <laughs> By the way, September Syria 11th. In Libya. <laughs> so I haven't seen the I've actually never seen the movie. But it's, what is it? Spare Change or Loose Change? What is the name of the movie that he did? Oh, uh, yeah. Loose Change. So that was that is probably the worst 9-11 film ever made it didn't get a single thing right other than perhaps the date uh, now i haven't seen that's it. where you got the missile hit the pentagon bullcrap <laughs> uh shooting down 993 pods on the airplanes living hijackers all this nonsense i get nauseous having to like Every time it comes up, I have to go through and unbrainwash people from the shit they saw in Loose Change, which Richard Gage and others then regurgitated, like AE 911. It's just Loose Change. So a lot of people, I guess, they slides from Loose Change in his first presentations. So I guess a lot of people, their first exposure to, to some of these topics are, are through through Jones. It's Alex. Yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> yeah. He acts as a, he's like a 911 dragnet. So anybody that started, you know, I don't know, the building looked like it came down a little fast or whatever, and they start to, <laughs> to ask, well, what do other people think? They're going to get scooped up by Alex right away. Now, in, they'll be like, yeah, but Alex is the first person to put me on 9-11 truth. Like, no, he wasn't. You went looking for it, and that's the first thing you found. He was the first person to deviate you away from 9-11 truth because the guy's nothing but garbage. And he goes around and he grabs everybody that sincerely had doubts about September 11th and puts them on a path to nowhere, like a dog chasing his tail, just going in circles, getting nothing done. And the, their whole thing, and they do this with Kennedy, it's obsessed with physics, right? The classic, this is for JFK, the classic talking point for them is the magic bullet and how many shots, because I'll, so I'll shoot at that distance in this amount of time with this kind of gun and da-da-da-da-da. And it's just, it doesn't matter. Like, that is, it matters, but it's almost insignificant compared to the greater picture. And the same thing with September 11th. They focus on, like, specifically how fast the building should fall or this or that. And it's like, dude, you have foreign operatives celebrating the attacks caught in a van packed with bombs. This isn't rocket surgery. But they ignore, like, the overwhelming amount of Class A arguments on both events to hone in on the minutia of just BS that doesn't matter. You cannot talk about Building 7 for 20 years, but they did, without mentioning the greater picture, which he never does. He gives the kosher version of 
By the way, um, shout out to InfoWars. I'll be <laughs> their recent invite to me on the network a couple months ago. Oh, we love it. We love our friends at InfoWars. Of course, I'm the unbiased uh, host here on the Kill Stream. Now, um, <laughs> give them that much. I mean, it's but it's BS. Dustin just goes to guys' garbage. I, like, oh I love this God. debate with Fuentes, and he cuts a commercial blaming everything Israel does on the Chai Coms. <laughs> chai Coms run Hollywood. Uh, he used to be. He used to be the Arabs run Hollywood. That's what he used to say. Uh, all right, shout out to the cash retort. By the way, I was mean to Rorky in the in the stream chat before the show started, but a very generous uh, contribution over there, cash retort. He said he was genuinely curious. I thought he was just fucking around. He was like, how do you watch two streams? Da, 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 da. I was a little grumpy because I had meant to have the show started 15 minutes before I did. And so mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Get out of it. What are you doing? I'm going to bad you. What are you talking about? How do you, you just pull two streams up? What the fuck? But I think he was genuinely curious how people could watch two and like actually follow two at the same time. So I shouldn't be I shouldn't be so mean all the time. Thank you, Rocky. That's very kind of you. Um, and he helped us meet our goal the other day. I didn't know. Of course, I didn't know it was the same guy, but still, uh, he helped us meet our goal the other day during the uh, Tequila Sunrise. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, That's not Andy Warski, is it? He's supposed to be here tonight, by the way, Warski. Um, it might um, be closer to 11, but, uh, worst is I hope he comes on and my son would like to talk to him. All right. <laughs> hey, he should be here. Lord Aragon. Still, still ducking that stage. <laughs> Lord Aragon 2020, uh, much appreciated. A uh, big cash money. Bang, bang gun here on Trovo.live slash the Ralph retort. That's right. Larry's supposed to be here as well. Larry Ridgeway. Uh, he was here last night. Might be here tomorrow. Even speaking of who will be here tomorrow. Mark Collett, uh, will be here tomorrow. I think that'll be, will that be his Killstream.tv debut? I think it will be uh, the replay there. All right, Pinky Culture says 9-11 inside job, so was 1-6. Uh, Digital Crusade uh, got a renewed subscription, six-month subscriber. Thank you, Digital Crusade. And JCC1022 renewed subscription and is now a six-month subscriber, long-term, long-term supporters. We see a lot of those uh, here on the Killstream, and it never gets old to see. Uh, thank you guys so much. Shout-out to the podcast, Gang Gang. Shout-out to Chillstream More. Killstream TV, bunch of new subs there. I mentioned that at the top of the show. Thank you guys so much. Killstream.live slash shop. What else? I don't know. There's other stuff, but I can't remember it all right now. All right, RFK. Why does DancingIsraelis.com. DancingIsraelis.com. Did, <laughs> did you see Tucker Carlson actually mention one? Six and said, just like nine eleven. I swear to God, but it was no. Cointel Pro. They no, murdered Ashley Babbitt, there was and all they were doing is reacting to their own provocations. Somebody in chat, and I'll check Entropy in just a second. You're right; there are a couple over there. Um, but there was some comment he made the other day. Um, I can't remember. We were watching it on the kill stream, and he said something about uh, dancing or something. Like I swear to God, he made. He made an oblique uh, oblique reference to I don't I don't remember if it was nine eleven. Somebody in chat might remember. I have to go back and watch my own fucking show. But we actually stopped the the rec uh, well, recording. We talking and about the Whitmer kidnapping, which was just some hobo and a bunch of FBI agents. And he and then he's like, just like nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying, right? But and it's now if you read the script, right? He could always claim deniability or whatever. Like, he he didn't mean it like that, but he inflected, like, his tone and the way he said it, it was clear he was dog-whistling. Like, he wanted people to, to you know, take it like that. Like, there's just no doubt about it. I sat there and watched it. People in the chat were like, what? Oh. I mean, it was obvious. 
All right, now it slipped out. <laughs> Thank you again, Cash Retort. That was very nice of you. I should be nicer. I'll say that too. Thank you. I'll say that again. You know, I think I could get through to someone like Tucker because the the smear on me is the classic "shut up, racist" or whatever, yeah. which I'm not. But that's just what they say to shut down a conversation, right? Yeah, and that's Tucker knows that because everyone says that about everything now. Everybody's a Nazi or whatever, right? Yeah. All right, now, uh, oh, Entropy. Uh, see, Cartman says, I heard a rumor that you can't abort the retort. Ralph, is it true? It is true. You can't abort the retort. Life in Hell says, a bit off topic, but is Ryan aware? Uh-oh. Ding dong. I'm still here. Larry Ridgeway. Oh, you couldn't hear um, that. That's right. You can't hear I that. thought it dropped. No, that's right. You what? can't hear that. Larry, Larry Ridgeway. Hey, how are you? Wow, I'm doing great, actually. We got a great bunch of uh, people watching us here. Ryan Dawson's here for the first time since September 11th, believe it or not, last year. Um, Hell yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've been running behind all day, but uh, doing fantastic now. You sound good. You sound better now that you're here on the kill stream live. Chipper also could have something to do with it. I slept like 11 and a half hours last night. Oh, was, dude. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So my sleep was a little broken up, but I got a nap before the show. I think I'm going to start doing that, taking a little nap before the show, doing the show, staying up till like 3 or 4, taking a nap, getting up, doing the sunrise. Anyway, tomorrow's the last sunrise of the week, then it's weekend. I might go to D.C. this weekend and cover that protest for, like, whatever, conditions for the uh, deplorable prison or whatever the fuck. Uh, I know some people are talking about going up there, too, so. Uh, I think I might. We'll see about that. Life in Hell. I'm going to finish it. I haven't forgot. Uh, he said, a bit off topic, but is Ryan aware that Ghislaine Maxwell's sister, Anne, was apparently the state-appointed therapist to the Columbine shooters? And can Ryan confirm this if he is aware? I can't confirm that. I know about uh, her twin sisters and Magellan and the relationship with Bill Gates. and I've been over all that stuff, but I'm, I cannot dive into Epstein or I won't be able to do RFK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we did a whole show. Like, don't bring up the Civil War or Epstein or any of that stuff <laughs> nah, that triggers me. We're gonna we'll hit up <laughs> Israel and Netanyahu. We'll that's on the agenda, but we're gonna do that later. And well, then, that is funny. At least that we, bastard's gone. But but Bennett, my replacing him is yeah. We'll just as bad and worse. But the thing about Epstein is, we did a whole show with you on Epstein, and it's in the archives, and people can mm-hmm. can uh, get. Oh, that. we're gonna talk about RFK tonight. Yeah, we're gonna talk about RFK. Matter of fact, speaking of RFK, maybe uh, that's what no, that was. What I was Johnny, asked to do Johnny that's Apple- the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, we haven't gotten to it yet. Johnny Appleseed says Ryan is the oracle of geopolitics and history. Got to have him on more often. I agree with that. Uh, okay, RFK. Well, who cares who killed RFK? Why does that matter? Well, I do. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I'm just asking, though. What got you started on this? I do, too. But, I mean, I'm just being, like, a host or whatever. Like, what got you started oh, on Oh, I this? hear you. Yeah, devil's <laughs> yeah. I think what got me started on it, I don't remember. I was maybe 9 or 10 years old. And I think it was 9. I had a fourth-grade teacher talk about the, Ken- the John Kennedy assassination, how they said the president's dead, and everybody remembered where they were. It was that generation's September 11th. And I think everyone our age remembers where they were when the Twin Towers fell. And that moment yep. that for people alive in 1963 was JFK being assassinated. And it was very, it was a very suspicious thing and kind of a mystery. This is all pre-internet though. So you could just sort of look at the Saputer film and, and hear word of mouth. And you couldn't even get books that easily because there was no Amazon. I mean, you know, not at 10 years old, at least <laughs> anyway, but I always had it 
kicking around in my mind. I said, what about his brother? And they said, well, this Palestinian guy shot him and people saw him do it. And it seemed like a closed case. But um, after knowing all the shenanigans with JFK, I thought, well, let's revisit this. And once I had the ability to go to libraries and look at microfilm and order books and then later look on the Internet, all of the Internet's mostly trash, but you can at least order books on it. Uh, I saw a pattern between both killings and the same people of interest involved in both events. And I got a kick around when I was like 15 or so, I started delving really deep into organized crime, uh, which overlaps a lot with what intelligence agencies do because they usually outsource to them for the, the sort of footwork on the ground because they're expendable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same with like Al Qaeda in Syria. The CIA is not going to go in there and shoot at the Syrian army. They're going to pay proxy forces and it's financed from mostly narcotics and weapons trades, black market trades. And a lot of these black markets are again, organized crime. So they keep going back to that playbook uh, there wasn't a particular day or something where I was like, aha, RFK, but I looked at all the nonsense first, the uh, polka dot dress and MK Ultra and all the silliness that you get led down. And then I think it's when I discovered there were witnesses of a second shooter and I started looking through all these files and I thought, this is unbelievable. Uh, why didn't I know this right away? I turned my telegram off. It keeps buzzing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a computer savvy person. I, I'm still in the paper age. And then when I lo learned more about JFK and then I revisit RFK and I'm like, really a Palestinian who had a newspaper on his person about it, RFK support for Israel or something shoots RFK all by himself. Um, now, and it just hold didn't on, match up. His gun has eight bullets. They shoot oh, 13 times. And I'm like, wait. oh, a Palestinian did it? Who would want to blame <laughs> killing Kennedy on a Palestinian? Hey, Ralph, Ralph, I got a question for you. Is sure. that a conspiracy or coincidence? Or just, or just a coincidence. <laughs> um, you know, now that you mention it, it does sound a little suspect, I guess. Um, just a random, maybe some intelligence agencies might plot out something like that, you would think. Uh, I didn't even know that he had, like, a paper on him. Yeah, yeah all, that's that. all he had. He had $400, four $100 bills, which is a lot of money in 1968. Yeah. Still pretty good Still amount of decent. money. Still decent, yeah. You don't, you don't walk around with $400 cash. In 1970, uh, what was it, 68? He was 68. Most yeah. people don't even now, honestly. I mean, do you walk around right. with $400? I mean, I guess maybe on occasion, but not Some really. Some people have $4,000 uh, stuff in a pouch driving around in a moving company van. Just saying. Hmm. Who are Some those? people Who's know that? what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Israeli. That was $5,000 in cash. Because, <laughs> oh, you know. Doesn't everybody walk around with that much money? Yeah, I often walk around with five grand in my pocket, yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> in, in, in your van for your moving company? Yeah, a front company. 
See, as, as I flick lighters and high five and take pictures of the Twin Towers burning. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated and celebrated. Probably turned around to somebody and said, well, if we didn't do it, someone else is going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a t- totally unrelated celebration. It has nothing to do with the World Towers. Yeah, they just saw a plane crash. They thought, awesome, they got it on film. How lucky. <laughs> All that human death and destruction? Hell yeah. You know? yeah. That sounds like a coincidence to me. All right, now, um, John sounds Bolton. Sounds like horrible people to me, right? Joel, John Bolton says, this program is sponsored by the White House. We welcome you all to tonight's show. Ryan's trusted man. Okay. Henry Ford Lives says, I don't even know if that's me. Thank you, John Bolton. He's been uh, supporting the show a lot lately. Henry Ford Lives says, JFK forced the American Zionist Council to register as a foreign lobby in 62, and they formed APAC. In 63, the same year he died. So what do you say about Uh, that? They had a moratorium on that, and Robert Kennedy supported Palestinian right of return and wanted to inspect them for nuclear weapons. So there is no way... They were going to allow that to happen. Plus, he was prosecuting the mob that Hoover denied existed. Yeah, he was. Because Costello and Lansky now, what about Tolson's dingling. Well, now, what about the idea that he used the mob and the Kennedys used the mob as allies, basically, to get into office or help get into office? Uh, yeah, well, Joe the Kennedy did. They did, right? I mean, that's not yeah, that's true. There's, that's different, happened, right? there's different mob factions, you know, and they true. often do this where... Like Giuliani was part of the mob, and he prosecuted all the mobsters other than his own clique, right? It's a way of consolidating power for your, you know, the Gambinos and Genovese and and the Bonanno and the Colombo families and before that Lucchese and stuff. They don't often get along. Um, In fact, uh, one of the hitmen involved in RFK actually killed eight members of the Gambino family. Uh, he was a Genovese hitman, and he ended up becoming a, the boss of the Banana family. I'll talk about him later, but that's, uh, that's how these criminals behave. Psychopaths. You know, they they want to monopolize narcotics traffic and stuff for themselves. Like the rival cartels in Mexico today, they're all selling drugs. They're all doing illegal things. But they're still at least rivals with each other, right, over the territories they want to control. Yeah, all right. Now, a Pooh Master renewed subscription, five-month subscriber. Thank you for that. Um, okay, now go ahead um, and uh, continue with the RFK. Also, maybe so just, RFK, I guess. RFK, I'm going to spurg a little bit. Sure, RFK was prosecuting really prominent mobsters. Jimmy Hoffa, for example, uh, Al Capone's underboss. Uh, he called, he said only, I thought only girls would giggle. <laughs> he went after Giacani, Sam Giacani, uh, Roselli, like all the who's who. And of course, Carlos Marcello and Santos Traficante, two, two mob boss of Florida and Louisiana who were instrumental in murdering his brother. So there were a lot of people that had a motive to get rid of him. And at least one person, Frank Chavez, he was the um, boss of the Teamsters Local 901. So he's a Mexican-American from New Mexico. It was the Puerto Rican Teamsters Local. He actually did attempt to kill RFK in 1964. And, but there was so much surveillance and police that he pulled out. And then in 1967, he announced he was going to kill him for putting Hoffa in jail. 
and went to D.C. to do it, uh, but was uh, persuaded not to. And we know he was not the killer uh, in 68 because his own bodyguards killed him in 67 in August, like just months after his attempt. But this is a half a guy swearing up and down he's going to kill RFK. And he it was too difficult to do it. Um, usually RFK had enough of his own security around and he had enough informants to tip him off to steer clear of these guys, but not at the ambassador hotel. And he was killed on the anniversary of the six day war where Israel preemptively attacked all their neighbors. Now, who, who do you think ordered it or what was the, I guess, impetus for taking him out or the cost benefit analysis too, you know, like that is kind of a big thing to do. Assassinate. All right. Well, the, the motives were obviously he was prosecuting the mob, but he was also looking into his brother's death, which is something he hadn't done. He had just too horrible to look at, just kind of accept the Warren commission's findings. But then he sent a liaison down to Jim Garrison, who would Jim Garrison's a New Orleans. Prop, yeah, the most famous lawyer to try to look into the JFK case to see what he had. And he found some other leads and he'd spent two hours in California going over some leads a week before he was killed. And if he had become president, he would have had the power to do that. But you really need to go to the top because it went all the way to the top when they killed his brother. Um, there was a witness and the Lewisburg, Pennsylvania Federal Penitentiary that overheard a conversation between Jimmy Hoffa and Carmine Galante about a contract killing on RFK, and that was in May. RFK is killed the first week of June. So it's like the orders went out, and they you know, knew the time and place where he was going to be. And the first time you know, he had a, basically a publicly announced place late at night, they were going to get him, and they did. A little bit on Carmine. He was he had been a hitman for Genovese. That's the guy that killed the eight Gambino operatives. He's in jail most of his life. He'd get out immediately, murder people, and do the worst of things, and then right back up in jail. Uh, but he had political help that kept getting him out of jail. And of course, Hoffa was commuted by Nixon, who was a syndicate president. Uh, but they were witnessing, discussing the contract killing of RFK. That doesn't mean they did it. But it means they wanted to do it, and he's discussing it with the known hitmen who murdered at least 10 other people uh, and would have people on the outside that could do such a thing. Um, no. We know for sure that Sirhan fired shots at RFK. So I think just like you know for sure Jack Ruby killed Oswald, let's stick with what we definitely know and sort of build a case from there. I was going to ask about Sirhan Sirhan. Uh, now, how what you know what? How did he get stuck with it? What was his level of involvement? Um, is he just a complete patsy? Um, you know, was his family paid off? Like, you know, why would you even get involved with something like this? I guess he like just like we were saying earlier with the supposed Whitner kidnapping attempt, which was just some hobo with a bunch of feds. He was pretty much this hapless double digit IQ weirdo. Uh, that had actually, he worked for a mobster. He worked for Frank Donoramas. His alias was Henry Ramistella. He was a New Jersey mobster, but he 
he ran several racetracks and he met Sirhan at the uh, Santa Antia racetrack. And he ended up giving him a job at the Corona breeding farms. Corona. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the notebooks they found from Sirhan. This is how over the top it is with the Israeli paper. Uh, like he had written in, notebooks that he had to kill rfk rfk must die and on the same pages where he says that and this has been more than one incident he's talking about frank damaranas please pay me the five please pay me the five frank damaranas he spells damaranas like four different ways and rfk must die so that's either somebody super low iq or on drugs or someone else is writing that thinking this is what a lunatic sounds like and if you look at psychological fads, right right now, it's like, oh, you have a chemical imbalance. And before that, it was like, oh, you had childhood trauma. And before, there's always some sort of like fad in psychology. Well, in the 60s, they're all into this like split personality stuff. You can see it in like episodes of Batman and things like that. So that sort of clockwork orange style, um, this is what we think crazy people think like, where they just write... Charles Manson type stuff all over a notebook and be like, P -p -p please five kill, kill, <laughs> you know, that kind of brainwashing stuff is what was in Hollywood. Right. So I don't think he wrote this notebook at all. Someone wrote this posing as like what they believed a split personality type of guy would sound like. Right. And just planted it. And he's so dumb. Uh, you see his inter jail interviews, the guy's, the perfect patsy. Now, I wouldn't call him a patsy because I think he's more like a useful idiot. That's a better term. We should probably watch They put a gun in his hand. They put him in the right place. He didn't know where Kennedy was going to be and that he was going to just happen to go through the kitchen for some reason. Like They put him where he needed to be. So you don't think that he was an MK Ultra plant? No, because MK Ultra didn't work. Like... All it did is turn people into regressive straits. Like they learned real fast. Instead of trying to brainwash somebody with all these drugs and sleep deprivation and hypnosis and all this, just give them a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like I would just ask old, pay them money works way better than trying to brainwash somebody, and it's too Shit. important to hit to screw up. But yeah, that's why they had a second shooter. They just need this guy to be there to fall on the sword. It doesn't matter if he misses every time or whatever. Just put this idiot there <laughs> so it's blamed on Palestinians. And who cares what happens to him if he gets shot or, you know, ends up in prison the rest of his life, which is what did happen. But it's more than a coincidence that the guy, at least one of the guys, shooting at RFK worked for a mafia boss. Okay, that gave him a job. That's how he got his gun, too. And he's writing about it. I mean, this is just too over the top. Well, I Silliness. mean, I was just saying, you know, you hear that. I've heard that quite often. Right. They, they like the lady in the polka dot yeah. dress, and that set off a trigger. And, you know, and that and the Twin Towers are like hologram towers and fake planes. No. Right. That's, that's even dumber. Because MK Ultra at least <laughs> MK Ultra did exist. That was a program. George White used actually the head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics Larry started MK Ultra. Well, not the head, the a Federal Bureau of Narcotics officer that was the head of MK Ultra, which his name is George White. They used to fly with Traficante, pick him up at the airport with Jacob Rubenstein, you know, as Jack Ruby, 
and, and pick up the mob boss of Tampa. I mean, so they were in with the mafia the whole time. They would only selectively enforce the drug laws on competition because the CIA was using profits from the drug trade to secretly finance KTM and anti-communists in, in China and so and all through Latin America. So what they do is they would sort of manage the drug trade and take all the profits from the narcotics, like Iran-Contra, right? Heroin or um, cocaine coming in, guns going out. Uh, that's what they were doing. So they would not bust the mobsters for bringing in the drugs because the supply side was China, and China needed those uh, profits to buy arms, you see. And so that's why they, the CIA, which is brand new, coming out of the OSS, it had been working with organized crime, which had been established a lot longer than the CIA. By the anyway, way, that's a different. That's cool. I'm glad <laughs> you went into that. Get the callers in here if you guys want to get in. The link has been tossed out. I'll throw it out again. Join the green room. We definitely want some callers. Where the fuck are you at? Get your ass in here. We're going to go through some Sirhan Sirhan stuff uh, in a moment. I have my new Japan shirt on tonight. In honor there you of, go, of Mr. New Japan Wrestling. That that'll get me sidetracked too. <laughs> we won't go. We won't go there, but I just that's why <laughs> I have it wrestling. on tonight. I was looking through shirts to wear, and I wear this one sometimes because I really like it. And I was like, oh, I gotta wear it tonight, though. It's the perfect best Eldro drop since Macho Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there goes Randbot just joined us. What that's what a, really seals the deal us. with Sirhan though that he's not by himself is so simple. Like first of all, the bullets don't match. Right, they're both twenty-two caliber, but what's in RFK and what's in there's five others that got shot that survived. They're different bullets from different gun. The the ballistics don't match up, and then the coup de gras is there's thirteen shots. He only has an eight-shot revolver, which he never reloaded. He was tackled right after the second shot, actually, and he's just shooting into the ceiling and stuff. So someone else is shooting uh, at least five times uh, because it wasn't, there has to be two guns and there's witnesses of a man. His name is Thane Eugene Caesar firing his gun. Oh, so they know the identity of the second shooter. Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you the whole thing. I don't come on to do mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) all right you know what we're gonna watch some sirhan sirhan in a second by the way that's the restream that i accidentally pulled up um thank you to uh chillstream more and kaz and all the guys over there got about 200 people over there uh good crowd here over on trovo.live slash the raw retort itself thank you to uh, whoever just subscribed for a year uh, of killstream.tv much appreciated a lot of subs today uh so appreciate that chode master flex says any truth to the black cubes at the bottom of the 9-11 memorial is is there any truth to that being a calling card of Mossad? Is what he said. Mossad was involved in 9-11. I'm not going to get right, right, right. That. Sure, that's a deep... Right, yeah. right. That is... They can't it's, help like, themselves. They can't. <laughs> say what I'll tell you. Man. I'll always do the RFK. They can't help themselves. I'll do 9-11 stuff. <laughs> we had you stream, on 9-11 last year. Yeah, the whole show was about... I have to do all, all these things at the same time, too. The whole show was about 9-11. I do have a very important and relevant question uh, for you, Mr. Dawson. Mm-hmm. Go ahead then, Ryan. So I, I understand your, your theory was Sirhan, Sirhan, and there were 13 shots fired and he only had eight shots in a revolver that he didn't, re, uh, he didn't reload. But uh, have you considered that you're being anti-Semitic? Well, I'm sure that it is. <laughs> you know, me breathing is anti-Semitic. Truth is anti-Semitic already. So, 
right. Let's see. I had an important point. Let's see. Let's see what does. That that joke is not, I mean, it's not far off because there are people when just because a lot of these gangsters are Jewish, they're like, ah, that's anti-Semitism. I'm like, well, but that's who did it. So that's just reality. All right. Yeah, but I mean, reality, canard, conspiracy, coincidence. (laughs) We love the ADL. All right, let's play this. I'll tell you you what else. I don't do mystery stuff. I don't do vague stuff. I will give you specific names. I'm not going to say Illuminati or globalist or deep state or any of that. I will give you specific names. Not not the interdimensional uh, vampires? Nah. Right. They're my favorite. Not unless that's the code word for All right, now let's watch some Sirhan Sirhan interview with David Frost, believe it or not. Uh, oh, you have? Dave. Okay. Yeah. Incredibly uh, uh, obsessional quality. Was it the Arab-Israeli war after you came to this country? Well, or? I, I suppose that it came to the fore where I began, where, when I began to focus on it, uh, erupted as soon after the, the, the 1967 war where the the Arabs had lost and the Israelis uh, won. And uh, my anger at the American people's reaction to the the Palestinians and uh, and the Arabs. It was after a campaign speech in Oregon, during which Kennedy promised military support for Israel, that Sirhan targeted him for death. Sirhan is now serving a life sentence at the California Correctional Facility at Soledad. He agreed to speak exclusively to Inside Edition with the hope that it might help him get parole. I don't think so. One speech that sets you off doesn't doesn't deserve a terrible fate like that. No, I, I agree, and I sincerely regret the, the, my my actions for that. I was young. I was you know immature. I was wild. I, I, Sorry, I, I shot really RFK, didn't have the, the ability to Killed sit him. back and reflect on it as just one speech, one perhaps one pandering speech to a you know, a potential block of voters whom he was appealing to. And now, of course, I realize that, and, uh, and, and, and I wish that I could reverse all my actions concerning Robert Kennedy. But why did Robert Kennedy, the, the friend of the downtrodden, become the focus of this hatred? Because, to me, he was my hero. He was my champion. He was the protector and the defender of the downtrodden. Why the fuck did you shoot him? And I felt that I was one. And to have him say that he was going to send 50 phantom jets to Israel uh, to deliver nothing but death and destruction on my countrymen, that seemed as though it were a betrayal. And it was sad for me to, to accept. So really it was hard for me to PR accept. PR towards the Palestinians and just, and at the time, and, too. And my, all my hopes... Killing Robert Kennedy, that probably went over really well. ...were focused on Robert Kennedy. I was his supporter. It's almost like that this did everything for... Kennedy stood for was the only guy... For all these people, did it? Right? At the same time, say, you know, and this is the part that really, that really sort of angers me. That this this double standard of, of of the politicians and particularly Bobby Kennedy, on the one hand, in, during the 60s, uh, during the campaign, he was all uh, in favor of uh, of stopping the war in Vietnam, and he wants to bring our boys home. And in the in the next breath, he wants to send more bombs and more uh, phantom jets to Israel to kill human beings. But all right, I'll stop it there because it's long. We're not going to watch the whole thing. Maybe we'll watch a little bit more later. But uh, what do you say to that clip we we saw there? He's explicitly blaming you know the phantom jets he promised to Israel, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll go back to your 
to your uh, retailer. It's, it's to sell, not to give. <clears throat> and right, true. Yeah. That was that. That was a reduction overall. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> if someone put that in his head. Is like, here's your reason. He's uh he's pro Israel. You need to go after him. Every politician's pro Israel. Like if you're gonna make that your list, why Kennedy? Like his opposition's doing the same thing. They're all doing that. Uh, that's how it was then. But I th- and I think I don't think he's a patsy. I think he's a useful idiot. Like he was there. He had a gun. He had his reasons. He's a moron. Uh, but he didn't do it alone. And they were not going to allow this screw up everything to rest on his shoulders. The backup was staying Caesar and that's who actually shot him. Cause that matches the forensic evidence. Now go into that a little bit. So we had the chief detective of the LAPD. His name was Robert Hooten, who saw Sirhan fit the pattern of a hired killer since he's found with nothing but money in his pocket and a newspaper. Like, here's my motive. I can't just tell you because if he got shot or something, by one of the bodyguards or whatever, they'd have that newspaper on his body. It'd be like, this is why he did it. You know, it's so over the top. They they put this guy there. You've got the, as far as the 13 shots we have, we used to have the physical evidence. It was destroyed, but the photographs still exist and they count all 13 shots and bullets. But in, in 2004, uh, audio was finally released. This is how long we have to fight for these things. And <clears throat> Philip von Prague, it's called the Przerski, Przerski Recordings, if anyone looks it up, P-R-U-S-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. That's a mouthful, but Przerski Recordings. We had Philip van Prague and Wes Dooley and Paul Pegas, all who agreed. And Paul Pegas was from Audio Engineering Associates of Pasadena. So was Wes Dooley. We had uh, Eddie Brixen from Copenhagen verify the same results we had philip spencer whitehead from the georgia institute of technology and they all agree there's at least 13 shots because what happens is the crowd all starts screaming and yelling at a particular point and you can't make out whether there's any shots after that it doesn't seem to be because they only find 13 bullets but there's also incidences of where you get two shots too close together so instead of like pa 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 it's like pa 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 like where you couldn't possibly do that and witnesses said it sounded like chinese fireworks like pop 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 like that i've heard it i've listened to it there's more than eight shots all you need is nine and you got 13 now what do and i have to google to that hear matches that? with the forensic evidence of the five people who got shot the four shots in kennedy one went through his um jacket let's say that one went through his jacket and hit another person like because it's possible one bullet did both things right um but then you've got two in the in the door and two in the ceiling it's too many bullets and you've got a witness several witnesses actually that saw the security guard fire they thought he was firing back at sirhan but he was he'd be a real dope to be firing at sirhan and hit kennedy point blank but then you've got the chemical testing and i'll give you the names we've got uh, all these people agree william harper who is the uh the uh, criminologist there he had carl ecker or decker who he was a maitre d and he's the guy that was standing between rfk and sirhan and is who tackled sirhan after two shots he's 100 percent sure of it 
And that story is corroborated by other witnesses. Dwayne Wolfer, he's the police examiner. He chemical tested uh, RFK's jacket. And these shots had to come from inches away. It's still got the, it's got burn marks on him. So, so does the wound on his head, the one that killed him. RFK, by the way, yanks Caesar's tie off. That's when you see the death photo, that clip-on tie next to his hand is what he grabbed off the police officer as he was going down. Thomas Naguchi is the L.A. Uh, County coroner. He also agrees that the fatal shots, all the shots that hit Kennedy had to be from inches away. Sirhan's at, at minimal three feet to ten feet away. Uh, he had a, at least another person between them because Carl Ecker's in between them. That's a person's body width, at least, and he got tackled. Herbert McDowell, forensic expert, he also agrees there's two guns because they examined the ballistics. Uh, so did Dwayne Wolfer. He says there's got to be two guns based on the ballistics. And this is before having the audio. All these people were saying this before that came out. Uh, William Bailey was an FBI agent who witnessed and examined the extra bullet holes in the door and the ceiling, photographed them, saw them, touched them, knew they were there. Now, what happened to that? Well, half a year later, about a year later, <clears throat> June 1969, so exactly a year later, the district attorney, Evan Younger, promised that tons of information that was in police possession would be made available. But it never was. And in 1975, the L.A. Supreme Court uh, probed the case and it was revealed that the LAPD had destroyed the door panels and the ceiling on June 27th, 1969. That means two weeks after Young promised they'd reveal all the information, they went and destroyed, physically destroyed the evidence. And why would you do that? You got a guy in jail. You got Sirhan Sirhan in jail, right? But you've got too many bullets. He didn't have two guns, and he never reloaded his first gun. John Pilger was there, the very famous journalist from Australia, and he's in England now, who's done, I don't know, umpteen documentaries, Voices for the Voiceless. He was on Sirhan's side, and a man next to him was shot. Now, unless Sirhan's shooting backwards, that bullet has to come from behind Robert Kennedy going the other direction. But we almost had John Pilger get shot the same day as RFK. What a tragedy that would have been. Now the, the man did survive, but it was shot in the forehead and lived. Uh, and that bullet did not match um, Sirhan's bullets. Now let me ask you this. What is, what is the official explanation for the, for the 13 shots? denial like they just don't even acknowledge that at all or like well they tried like they there were like the la supreme court wanted to look into it they had a ballistics hearing and stuff they had the, all the experts and they all come in and say what i just said and they're just like oh well nothing to <laughs> see here it's see the da and the governors were very much against it but you look at the string of governors and then of course nixon becoming president later and you know, he's a syndicate president. He didn't wanted nothing to do with it. And they ended up tearing down the hotel completely. Like you're never, you're not going to get in there with any future tech and do, you know, spectrographs or something. They're like, nah, we're just going to 
destroy the whole thing. He had another witness. Not, I mean, this is overkill maybe, but Ed uh, Ministan, he saw Carl tackle Serhan after only two shots. Absolutely sure of it. And this idiot, Thane Caesar, he died last year. He went to live in the Philippines with a lot of money. He admitted on radio shows that he had uh, pulled his gun out. He has to because there's photos of it. And people saw him put it back in the holster, right? But people saw him shoot it. Frank, uh, so Donald Schulman, who worked for, he was an employee of CBS News, personally saw Thane Caesar shooting his gun. I mean, that should be dead to rights there. You got a well, CBS employee. This is before they were so fake news. You know, you got an employee from CBS there seeing the cop shooting his gun. Now, he doesn't know it's stained. He saw a security guard firing a gun. But that corroborates everyone else. And it's the one next to Kennedy, which is Thane Caesar. All right, I'm going to try to bring this image up. Here goes uh, Thane Eugene Caesar. I guess this is he died in the Philippines recently. This is from... Uh... Yeah, he died. Um, you know, RFK Jr. was going to go talk to him, and then suddenly the guy dies. Oh, I didn't no, I didn't hear about that, actually. That doesn't really surprise me much, though. Um, now, it's one of those Epstein-type things like we talked about earlier. Now, also, I have well, here. Well, he was older. I mean, Well, true. Possible, he could have just died. But, yeah, I mean, but. Uh, but right I, when you're going to talk to RFK Jr., like he's going to do his deathbed confession or something, it's too late, too little. And what sucks is I've had this information out for a long time. But I don't have the ability to reach RFK Jr. because I keep getting banned on everything. RFK Jr., we should try to get him on the show, actually. He might actually I'll talk do to it. him. I, I mean, maybe he knows If we already, get him on the but... show, we'll have to get you on the show at the same time. He might actually come on. Hobo Bonobo says, Ryan's debate with Handsome Truth was amazing. I loved when you asked if he was a fed, is what Hobo Bonobo said. I think Jovi's a fed. I've actually confirmed that. I think HT is just dumb. Now, let's see. Um, I do have that audio here. Um, let's see. The By the way, audio. Thane had an H&R 22 caliber revolver, now, which he lied about when he sold it. He says, oh, he said, I had a 38 caliber that day. No, you didn't. You have a 22. And then he says he'd sold the gun three months prior, but he didn't because we have the actual bill of sale and is dated September of 1968. So three months after he shot Kennedy. He sold the gun. And then they said, okay, to the person that bought the gun, what happened to it? He said, oh, it's been stolen. Uh-huh. Let me um, go ahead and pull that audio up. I've never heard this, actually. Um, the Przinsky audio. No, You've reanalyzed. No, let's see. I think this is the audio. Let's see. I've got uh, it in Decades of Deception, like real pristine. Oh, do you? So, like, mm. how would I pull it up right now? Let's see. It's, oh, it's in the middle of that movie. You wouldn't be able yeah, to Yeah, that, that's what. <laughs> I'll refer to people. Let's, if you go to my website and get that film, It's I talk about both Kennedy assassinations, and we've got the audio and pictures of the guns and bills of sale and everything I'm saying. I sent Ralph a link, too, of uh, a file that I'm going to reference from uh, – Ivan Dreyer. Is this it? Just the audio? Hold on. Let's see. Um, there's a CNN piece on it, but I hate to bring up CNN. But yes, yeah, uh, it's there, yeah. and it's it's important to see the like wavelengths too, because you can see the shot pattern and the the lines that go up and down. You know. 
Oh yeah, on the actual yeah yeah, yeah. like if you were looking, on it's a, it's it's hard analysis. with all the white noise, but you can see it and hear it at the same time. You're like, oh yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's thirteen, and shots. you can see it jump up and down on the on the line thing. Okay, well you know what, mm-hmm. I will play a little bit of the CNN thing at least to see what they said. Wow, this looks like it was ripped off TV. It's got a fucking all right. Hold on. Mayor, Mayor Yorty has just sent me a message that we've been here too long already. So, uh, my thanks to all of you, and now it's on to Chicago, and let's win there. A heated U.S. presidential campaign, this one 40 years ago. The candidate, Senator Robert F. Kennedy, brother of the assassinated President John F. Kennedy. Now, Bobby Kennedy had just won the California Democratic primary in early oh, June 1968. 15 years. You know what? Just tell me about the fucking audio. Okay, I'll just tell you there's 13 shots on the audio. Yeah, just tell me. I can't listen. Movie. CNN's got to give us like a 15-minute preview. Yeah, it's like, all right, you well, know what? Well, that's, that's CNN. You yeah. know? Right. Everything I'm saying is verifiable. I just wanted and to play whole it long list of people. I believe you. George Institute of Technology, and they, these are not just like, well, that's what it sounded like to me. It was these people <laughs> seriously looked at it, went to court, and testified on, the, on that. You know, that's a matter of public record. Oh man! He yeah, had the guy, he has a twenty-two caliber revolver, and he lies about when he sold it. Why would you do that? But of course, he's hired by a security, which was run by a conglomerate from the National Bank of San Diego with John Alessio and the mafia. Actually, I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say I think this is the audio, but I can't tell for sure, so I'm not gonna play it. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to play it so that people could hear it on air and I, like actually hear uh, the shots. But uh, CNN wants to pontificate and stuff, and I'm not 100 percent sure this is the audio because it doesn't really have it. Well, I can it. clip it and yeah, maybe if you have time to clip it, don't worry about it. But if you do, uh, yeah, then I'll play it. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of bogus links on there. Okay, now uh, let me also see. Uh, let's see, there is a caller. I don't know who that is, but let's bring him in anyway. Eric. We got attacks on the investigators, too. We can go over all that. Okay. Want. Yeah, let's do that next, actually. Um, Eric, go ahead. You called in for Mr. Dawson. You're on the kill stream. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am John Bolton, by the way. Oh. The with the funny username. Thank you, Mr. Bolton. Good to see you. Glad I'm familiar yeah, like with this guy, too. <laughs> hey, what's up, Ryan? I never had the chance to speak with you, man. But uh, on this uh, RFK subject, by the way, uh, just looking at it like uh, just like glimpsing over the entire thing, what happened, like it re- it just stinks to high heaven. It's like the same thing. It's It just gives you this weird feeling, you know, that there's like definitely some state involvement, like in one way or another, because you, there's too much of a coordinated effort to just, you know, whitewash it. Like with the Let's media and everything. Let's find a Palestinian guy and put an anti-Israel newspaper in his back pocket in case he goes down during the event. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's but like just looking at it, like who had most to lose. said, death to America, death to Israel, P.S. evil Muslims. Yeah, By the way, Sirhan Sirhan's a Christian. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And he didn't identify with Arabs at all. He says, oh, no, I don't eat their food or listen to their music or wearing those funny robes and stuff. Like, that's how wary he is of the culture. <laughs> funny robes. Well, not many Christian Palestinian extremists are there. No, 
what I think about that. You can bring that up. No, but no, they would definitely go to, like, just reading their history. Like, I would not be surprised at all if this guy was, you know, working with, uh, in one way or another, and some ca ca capability to, for, like, for their government, like, in some way. Because they've done this shit like this before. Like, it's not beyond them to do, we like, crazy shit like this. And they had the most to lose, just looking at APEC and all those organizations. Like, because uh, Bobby Kennedy, he was going to go in his brother's footstep, and he really was hassling the Israelis for signing up for uh, with their associations uh, and all that crap. He wanted to register the Israeli lobbies under the Foreign Registration Act. He wanted Palestinian right of return. And he wanted to investigate Israel for its illegal nuclear arsenal, which we all know they stole from the United States. They physically stole the uranium from the United States out of Apollo, Pennsylvania. Yep. Yeah. I agree and with that all of that. Lansky I read, the, the uh, I read Grant F. Smith's book, so I mean, it all right. Graduated. I agree with that. Grant F. Smith is a very, very prominent researcher into the nuclear theft. Yeah, man, I didn't know any of all this shit, man. Uh, it's just a couple of years ago I came across like your content. And I was like, who the hell is this weird guy? And then I started watching, like, paying more attention to you. And then I just just freaking blitzed through everything, all your work and all that shit. And then I was like, all right, fuck yeah. Like, this guy may actually make sense. Because all the Not other all crap, of it. I'm like, like... Six years of it was oven from Vimeo. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, but I had just... Like, you only, get, you only get to see, like, the fucking... The, retards and the idiots like Alex Jones and shit and I'm like I couldn't be arsed with that well, because that's just so now. freaking stupid like even he's too truthy they need absolute nonsense you know because mm -hmm. Alex opposed the war in Syria so then they got rid of him he was work. he yeah. worked well for them for a long time he did his job yep. he was like a replacement for William Cooper he was a talk about <laughs> corruption and aliens in the same breath yeah <laughs> hey thank guys, I want just want to say thank you for all the good work you guys do. And Ralph, appreciate him. thank you, sir. Like, yeah, take take the, let's uh, let's make make a big uh, big show. You know, let, let them face off some some really cringe fucker. So yeah, you know, can slaughter them. We need to have a, a a blood sports with Ryan and somebody. I'll try to try to figure something out with that. I agree. Yeah, Ryan Dawson and Judas Maccabee. Wouldn't that be something? You know well, what, Judas? Everybody tell me if you want me to be an asshole. I can. I'm usually pretty. Oh sick. yes, please. I would like, love for you, you to be an asshole. Be well, an not to me, not to us. I mean, to no, the other person. Yeah, that's fine. Um, to Judas, like when yes. I was mopping the floor with Destiny, I didn't know who he was, and I was being as civil as I could. It's not my fault. He's dumb. Oh, please don't be civil to him. I watched that interview. I laughed my ass off. I thought he was handicapped because he was like shaking in his chair. <laughs> He's so handicapped. He, oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely He's handicapped. Like so that he did yeah. have a problem. Well, I feel bad. No, he's, he's actually no, he denies this, but he, he, he didn't know any of the stuff you were talking about. Like he had zero clue. I think that's fucked up. All the kids they stuck on Adderall, like yeah, some of them turn out like Destiny. Someone needs to put a stop to this. It stunts your growth. It Thank stunts you. the growth of your member too. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you joining us, man. 
Uh, take care, guys. Mm. It was five so. o'clock in the morning, man. I'll smash. <laughs> Later, man. So wait, wait. Are you saying? Uh, funny you should Ryan, say that, uh, that, Mr. Dawson, because doctor... uh, as you said, you know, it stunts the growth of your member. I don't think that's a problem for Destiny because he's in an open relationship. All right. He no. he, he likes to watch. Now you made me forget oh, what geez. I was going to say. Um, I can't remember now. But, yeah, Blood Sports, we need to set that up. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned Judas. Yeah, so Judas wants to face. So, first off, we got him versus E. Michael Jones. That's still going to happen at some point. Um, e. Michael Jones literally sent him this same set. I like E. Michael Jones. I wouldn't sent, want to trash him. No, no, no. This is So, no, Judas is going to face off against him. But he sent us both the same three-volume set, the Jewish Revolutionary Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's gotten to Judas uh, there in Palestine. Uh, he literally sent it to fucking Israel. No shit. Like, he actually sent the same box set. Dude, watch my film, How Terrorists Formed a Nation. So, I will watch that, actually. If but, you want watch that, you'll have all the ammo you need on those terrorists. So, so I have the books. Um, now, one specific chap- chapter on Jewish privilege is, like, the main topic of the debate. I'm going to see if Judas doesn't end up getting it soon. I'm going to see if maybe, you know, I could scan the chapter or something. Just that one chapter form. I want to make sure that's cool, though, because it's not my work, you know, et cetera. So I'll check in with E. Michael Jones soon on that. But he also wants to face um, Richard Spencer, actually, is the one he's been bugging me about. Why? Up. To debate what? I don't know. Inconsistent games on designers. to do an MMA match to raise money. Something about who's... I don't uh, want to argue with him. I just want to beat the shit out of him after we <laughs> Yeah, something uh, something about uh, his inconsistent views on Zionism or something. I have to go back and look. I forget what the exact topic was. Um, Yo, which, Mr. Dawson, real quick. Who do you think is going to win this weekend, Korean Zombie or Ige? I don't know. Actually, I haven't been paying attention to it. <laughs> oh, right. here goes the – they said go to 406 on this video. Then we'll talk about the attacks on the investigators that you were going to talk about a minute ago. Um, they said go to 406 here, and we can hear the gunshot. Yeah, kind of – I just wanted the sound effect of the gunshot. There you really. go. Outsource it to chat. And yeah, say, exactly. Figure out where the things are. Yes. That's <laughs> how we like to do it here. Okay, now let me play this. Oh, my God. It's not one to play on Twitter. Okay, I'll pull it up. Fuck it. Okay, here we go. Because that CNN play the unisolated media. Now, are those like clicks? Are that is that gunshots or something? I can't really tell. I will Uh, give you the clear audio. Yeah, audio engineers can separate the voices and other noises, and you can clearly hear the ka 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 like that. CNN's on some bullshit. All right. Um, CNN's, a, CNN's got their lowest, lowest <laughs> rated show in 30-something years since they existed was last week. Wow. I guess with Trump out of office, they have nothing to talk about. It does have to be brutal. Also, I see here, St. Louis couple who pointed guns at protesters last summer pled guilty to misdemeanor charges. They agreed to forfeit their weapons. That's the McCluskeys there uh, in St. Louis. Uh, racism officially declared a public health emergency to get today in Chicago. <laughs> Ten million. What? Yes, I'm serious. I'm dead Long serious. Long falling for disability. 
The yeah. uh, mayor of Chicago. Does that include racism toward whites? I don't know. I'm assuming no. No, but. that's not racism because racism is power, pl- prejudice plus privilege, remember? Yeah, Lori Lightfoot declared racism a public health emergency today. So anti-Semitism doesn't exist? I want to see if I can find this clip. I think that <laughs> might be, yep, that is. Hello, Mr. Worski. How you doing, sir? Good Lord, look at that. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's good to see Excellent. you, brother. Yeah, you as well. Yo, what's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? Doing uh, what I do, going over RFK today. Excellent. <laughs> now, good to see y'all. Let's see. Yeah, it's very good to see you, Worski. Um, yeah, oh, man, there actually is. Um, I guess is she to declare it or is she already declared it? Um, I was maybe later if there's a video of her declaring it a public health emergency. Joining other cities across <laughs> the country, Mayor Lightfoot declaring racism as a public health crisis in Chicago. When we think about racism. Okay, you know what? We'll get to, we'll oh, get yeah. to that. Let's talk about the attacks on the investigator. I'm going to get sidetracked if I go there now. Talk what about happened the, to her face? I don't Beetle know. Juice. She looks Your diabolical. Juice, everyone's saying. <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> it's got the ends mouth. Fucking Lori Lightfoot is really just Michael Keaton. Yeah, or a feral ghoul in his greatest role yet. Is that what? Is that what I'm skin. <laughs> like a Michael Keaton, Rachel Dolezal mask. That his greatest role more than Batman. She look. Yes, true. He was a good Batman. She looks like one of the thriller creatures that Michael Jackson's dancing with. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? She looks like she should be doing one of these, like to the side. And shit. Like, she looks like the fish Pokemon. Instead of talking about magic, magic card, magic card, yeah. But instead of. Instead of fucking, uh, it's actually instead of Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice, it's the shrunken head at the end of Beetlejuice. That guy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <all> keeper. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. T Bear over on Killstream.live slash Entropy says, "Curious to hear whether Ryan feels that RFK would have led to any significant change in American policy or history. Many felt that JFK was already a failed president and compromised. No, the two are very different. I mean." The- the biggest change was Middle Eastern policy. I mean, that's what LBJ changed. This is Kennedy is not, I mean, he started the war in Vietnam, and everyone that says he was about to get out is like, really? Then we, why did he and McNamara get up $6 billion for the new fighter jets and things that they're going to play around with? Well, the only things that LBJ changed once Kennedy was dead was all the policies in the Middle East because Kennedy was pushing for inspection of nuclear weapons and to them that was do or die because mm. not only did they have them they stole them from the united states i mean that that's the end of israel right there you just got caught stealing nuclear weapons from the mega superpower forget it um, you know who knows what he would have done but obviously they were afraid of him because they killed them both <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought I had my mic muted. I see Black Phillip uh, over on Killstream.live. No, I just coughed right into the mic. I was like, what the fuck? I thought that shit was muted. Like, I thought I was being slick. I just coughed right into the motherfucking mic. Wow, good fucking job, Ralph. All right, Black Phillip on Killstream.live slash tip says, Ryan, this is way off topic, but um, let's see. But RQ, RQ, real question, I guess. I don't know. What's going on with the Olympics in Japan? Are there globalist shenanigans? Japan doesn't want any tourists, so no money really sus. I guess just take on the Olympics. By the way, I want the Olympics to happen because I'm an Olympics. They're so. on, but there's no foreign tourists right. other than, like, the families of the athletes or something. And I can tell you exactly what that is. Japan is never going to reopen its doors to Chinese tourists until it absolutely has to. It's worth it to say no one can come just to keep, to keep the Chinese, the Chinese out. out of Japan. <laughs> 
because ever since they've been gone, since the coof, it's been paradise. There's no lines. No one's loud. Everything's clean. It's just, you know, they really did mess up everything, and they haven't been here for a year, and we don't have lockdowns or any of that. So all the businesses are open and everything's fine. It's just no Chinese tourists. So the way they portray it in the media. better if, like, if, like, like, oh, yeah, Indian strain. Yep, yep. I don't buy it, but I'll say I will if it keeps the Chinese out. (laughs) The the way they portray it in the media um, is that, you know, they're terrified of COVID, though, a little bit, and all these foreign visitors. All the media, whatever. Uh, If they were, then, like, why is everything open? You know, I can go out to the store. I don't have to wear a mask anywhere I go. I can do whatever. Um, people will wear masks. They did anyway before COVID. They would wear that on public transit and stuff. Yeah, they do that anyway. Yeah. Exactly. That's already a thing in Japan. That's a yeah. Now because right. of hay fever and, and things like that. Well, it's just part of the culture there. People when they're sick, they just put the fucking mask on, right? Like that's just what they're, they're doing. yeah. They're courteous. Yeah. Um, it's just a thing that it's not even an issue in Japan. That was already it's a, not thing. a nation of fucking savages. <laughs> well, they already they've been doing that for a long ass <laughs> fucking time, right? Like it's just a thing they do. They don't, they're really taboo on contamination by contact. Like, they don't shake hands, they bow. They don't touch each other. Too, like, it's, it's just like, <laughs> ooh, you ate that? I ain't touching that. Like, uh, I don't know. That's how it is. They're just not into, they definitely wouldn't run up and kiss each other in the cheeks, like in Italy or something. That's just oh, way yeah. too personal. Un, uncivilized, just, ugh. It's a bunch of uncivilized heathens. Oh, God. Every Italian I know. Oh, man. Out of control. You hear that mustache groin, bro? Yeah, mustache. You hear that pantsu? Out of control. Hot blooded. Can't can't even be. All right. Now, let's see. What about the attacks on the. Let's compare the death rates between Italy and Japan. Now, talk about the attacks. Anything between Italy and Japan. Like, who's got a larger market? Who's got a better education? Got a larger larger life expectancy? Everything. They kick their ass. Drugs are cheaper in Italy, I think. All right, now, what. um, There you go. (laughs) Probably. What about the attacks on the the investigation? People looking into, like, you know, the real motives and the real. Yeah, so that's something. If it's just Sirhan all by himself and there's no mob relation or anything, then why would they shoot and stab people? So you've got, um, for example, Walt Emerson, he's a financial backer for a lot of the research and he was threatened on the phone. They threatened his life. William Harper, who I mentioned earlier, the criminologist had his car shot by two men that were following him in a Buick, started shooting his car. Um, you, and then you had, um, the wife of Godfrey Isaac, I can't remember her name, but she had this very mysterious death. And then Godfrey Isaac was threatened. Theodore Chirac, who is a witness to the shooting and an investigator, got threatened with a gun, uh, was forced to give away evidence. His assistant, Betty Dreyer, was two guys broke into her house at night and stabbed her in the face. Uh, her son was actually spinning across the street at a friend's house and saw the red pickup truck arrive, the men go into the house and then them burning rubber and leaving. Um, so he witnessed this as well. And I, she, her husband was Ivan Dreyer. So she worked for Chirac and as, you know, getting his notes and things uh, in the sixties, you know, it was like, here's my secretary. 
but her husband also wrote a front page article in the free press titled who killed RFK. And I gave Ralph a link to that. If anyone wants to read what they said happened. And of course these people get threatened and his wife gets stabbed and they're shooting at their cars, running people off the road, this kind of thing. And then you look at the other side at Sirhan and this one, I don't know why everybody didn't look at this right away. Cause this is what I saying. I did the same thing for JFK. I said, okay, let's look at the lawyers. Sirhan's lawyers. Does he get a coin appointed lawyer? Uh-uh. He gets Grant Cooper, the mafia lawyer that who at the same time that Sirhan's case is being, uh, is in progress. He's representing four underlings for Johnny Roselli for what's called the Friars Club scandal, this gambling racket they're running. Johnny Roselli is a major league Las Vegas mobster from on behalf of the Chicago outfit with ties to Jack Ruby and all those guys, you know, they ended up killing him too. Traficante had him assassinated, but because he spilled the beans on JFK and he actually got summoned to talk about it on the select committee assassinations the day before he testified, he disappears and they found his body in different drums in the ocean in Florida. So, but that his rep, his underlings are being represented by Sir Hans lawyer. And then, Grant Cooper himself was convicted, not accused, but convicted of accessory crime of illegal possession of grand jury testimony, which you're not supposed to have, which, of course, they would give to the mob so that they could go harass or murder witnesses. And then so when that happened to him, it got bumped over to Russell Parsons, <laughs> who's a mob lawyer who'd been investigating. This is y'all are going to this guy's in the mafia and a man was investigating him named Robert Kennedy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and he's buddies with Mickey Cohen, <laughs> who, by the way, ran a gambling operation out of the Ambassador Hotel where RFK was shot. Now, I have that uh, link pulled up only there on the screen. Uh, as you can see, uh, the chat should be able to see, and everybody at least. I don't think you guys can see it. Can you uh, see those newspapers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Assassination, probers, wife attacked. Yeah, uh, I can yeah. see that right there. Um, I got an MP3 Bobby. in there, too, where I just went. I really nerded out on all the even more details. Also, let me uh, throw it to Rand. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to throw it to the panel. Yeah, later. Mr. Dawson, if I can ask, um, so what was the um, – how was the mainstream media sort of covering this at the time? Was anyone giving any any airtime to these sort of questions, like very obvious questions like 13 bullets, 8 shots, or was it, were they all singing from the narrative that, like, oh, it's Sirhan, Sirhan, case closed, and these other shenanigans? Was, this, was there any sort of public interest in this? There definitely was in California media was all over it. The national media, not so much. And because they really hadn't... There was no catalyst from the JFK murder because the Saputer film that we've all seen, the back into the left stuff, that wasn't released till after Robert Kennedy was dead. That got released two years after he died. So when the public saw the JFK murder, and it's so obvious he got shot from the front because his brain goes out the back of his head, then they all started doubting, and oh, maybe Garrison was on to something after all, right? And then because of that, They'd start doubting RFK, too. And we had the physical evidence of 13 bullets. And that never did get an explanation. 
it never had a good it's not like why did cheney have a shoot down order that he refused to allow on september 11th like there is no good excuse they just don't talk about it what they do instead is inundate you with bs and so that polka dot dress and mk ultra and all that jazz hmm. uh they inundate you with that and the september 11th same thing they alex jones it so you're just lost you know looking at dead ends for infinity and you give up and that's they did that with jfk like it took me like 10 years to figure out what happened to jfk because there's so many long avenues that lead to nothing uh, of disinformation and so it's very hard for someone in the media to stick on it for that long because they got to go story to story you know almost each week or a day to day and we don't have the type of journalists that can just dedicate, you know, a year or more on an investigation on something and you're going to get threatened for it and not know whether or not you can present it later anyway. There are people that did it just out of the out of moral gumption, like, hey, the Kennedys, our president got killed. Our future president got killed. A senator, a former head of the Justice Department was murdered. And so they put the time in, but there was nowhere to go with the information in the 70s. And but during that time, we did have an investigation, an, a, a real investigation into John Kennedy's murder, which they did conclude there were two shorters, shooters, excuse me, based on acoustic evidence. Uh, obviously, one was at the grassy knoll, uh, which we know now. And um, there's all the footage and stuff has come out now because of computers. But what happened is like Time Life magazine went and bought all the films. It's not just, there's three different films, not just the computer films of the shooting. And they released stills in their magazine, but never the film. And it wasn't after till when C.D. Jackson died. He's from the psych war department from the OSS from that event in World War II that we can't say anything about. Um, his daughters finally <laughs> then released the film and people saw it. I wonder what Robert Kennedy would have thought if he had seen the footage of John being shot from the front. I think uh, he would have been much more certain in his doubts if he'd had the opportunity to see that. Well, it is good you and pointed that out because I think a lot of people just assume all that all that stuff was, or you know don't realize. Yeah, they think it, it came out right after you yeah. died. It didn't. Right. Um, you know, you're talking that. seven and a half years later. Yeah, it comes out, well, and it's not that... like it was on television. You know, it comes out. It's on CBS briefly or whatever. You, you'd have to like get that on VHS and wheel in a TV into a classroom, old school style, and like play it for people because there was no internet. There, and even now when there's an internet, it's getting so... We had a brief window of the Wild West and the early internet. Now it's pretty much shut down again. Like I could say it on this show, but if I said this on YouTube, it would get yanked. If I say any of this on Twitter, it would get yanked. You know, any of the places where most of the fish are... You're not allowed to talk about these things even today. Hmm. Go ahead, Ryan. Do you think it was the Kennedys then who sort of um, sort of defined this sort of shift in shift in power, as it were? Because it seems like the the Kennedys were both of them, even even after um, the the first one was shot, they were the ones who were doubting, um, you know, international power. No, you won't assassinate the president of the United States. Just uh, you don't get to dictate policy and back it up with like the threat of murder. And it was after the the Kennedys that um, you know our visible rulers were like, oh, I guess the message is fall in line and never step out of line. 
Well, it's right after Kennedy's killed and LBJ is president that Israel starts the six-day war and attacks the USS Liberty and does not attack the in the Gulf of Tonkin. And yet the stories get reversed. They said they attacked the Gulf of Tonkin and we invaded Vietnam and killed two million people. They actually did attack the USS Liberty and we're in utter denial and half the public doesn't know about it. And those who do, they say, oh, they thought it was an Egyptian ship. And they clearly didn't. Big American flag, signal mm-hmm. intelligence already proves otherwise. So there's a story, right? There's two stories. They never fired in the Gulf of Tonkin. And Israel attacked the USS Liberty. Those are two factual things backed by signal intelligence. How do you get those stories out there even now? Right? We got the internet. I've made documentaries about both these things. You're never going to get that on television. No one, not Tucker Carlson or anybody, is going to get on TV maybe Jesse Ventura, and say the Gulf of Tonkin never happened or Israel attacked the United States during the Six-Day War to try to sink our ship. They did happen. They don't deny it. It's not a conspiracy or something. that Everyone knows these things are true, but the public is completely unaware because the, the media owners don't want that in the narrative. Well, you might be familiar with this type of argumentation when things like this are brought up because we've we've seen it happen. It's actually happened uh, here on Ralph's show. Um, It was with the USS Liberty incident um, where, like, first of all, it starts off with, like, um, oh, let's not talk about that. And and then if you insist, you get pushed that line. They thought it was an uh, Egyptian ship. It was just an accident. They didn't mean it. And then you keep pushing on and go, no, that's clearly not true, and it's been acknowledged that that's not true. You're lying. And the response comes back, why do you know about this? Why do you care? What's wrong with you? You must be a really weird person. You must have a nefarious motive to know these things and be talking about them. Have you Have you run into this kind of argumentation? where it suddenly becomes very personal and focused on you. Why do you know that? What's wrong with you? You must be a bad person for focusing on this thing. I was asked why they don't know it. I mean, they are so impassioned to defend Israel. You should know about all their crimes. I mean, (laughs) American boat got attacked. The SS Patria was attacked. They killed 55 Uh, British sailors. That happened. There's even less disagreement about that. And they killed 300 Jews. Non-Zionist Jews, 300 were drowned from that attack. They had 1,800 people on the ship, and Jewish terrorists blew up the boat. They didn't want Jews to leave Palestine because they wanted to have a Jewish demographic majority because these people are religious fanatics that, that you know want to have their tribe in charge or whatever, ethno-nationalists. And so they just murdered a boat full of Jews and killed 55 British sailors. Now, how many British people know about the SS Patria? Not many. Because, it, you know, they they don't know they don't know. Like, you have to uh, tell them. So when someone brings up to Liberty, I'm like, and this other ship and this hotel and this train, and th- I'll give them a long list of other things besides the Liberty. Or someone will bring up the Levant Affair. I'm like, uh-huh, that's nice. Here's 20 other covert operations you didn't know about. Like, it's not new or unusual. That's why I make films about this stuff. But people ought to know because they're calling them their greatest ally. We're giving them $4.9 billion in forgiven loans every year. And they're responsible for why we went to war in Iraq, why we have sanctions on Iran, why we have conflict in Syria and all those people getting murdered, which causes a refugee crisis in Europe and all these other things. Uh, It's not isolated. It's not an isolated thing. They stole 
nuclear material from the United States, covertly sell it to the Russians, and now we have the miniaturization process and started the entire Cold War. I mean, every terrible thing that we've gone through the last few decades is because of this shitty little country that constantly spies on us, lies to us, attacks us, steals from us, and emboldens our enemies. The entire current Chinese fighter jet program comes from Israel uh, selling them U.S. secrets. So if we if something kicks off in Taiwan or something, just know that that was not possible had the Israelis not created a Chinese fighter jet program from what they stole from the U.S. But the Chinese realize if you're going to do a crime, just involve the Israelis and the Americans will leave it alone. <laughs> also, I see uh, something over on Entropy right now. Uh, let's see, Lone Star Texan says, please. Oh, one just came in while I was reading that. Uh, Lone Star Texan says, please have Ryan explain more about Zane Eugene Caesar. Thanks, Ryan, for reminding me of his name. That's what he said. Zane Caesar. Hey, but before he starts there, I got to hop off here, Ralph. That's so, cool, Larry. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow, dog. See you, Larry. See, see, see you, Larry. Tomorrow, you guys. Later. Fuck Israel. <laughs> That's how I say goodbye. <laughs> That's how I say hello. It's a habit. Hi, hello, and goodbye. Fuck Israel. Or- Fuck John so, McCain. So sort of like how you say mushy mushy when you say hello and goodbye. You know, it's the fuck Israel. Good to see you. Fuck Israel. No, Catch you later. Lone Star. Mush, fuck Israel. <laughs> Lone Star, uh, he said, can you explain more about uh, Thane Caesar? Yeah, he said Zane Caesar. I think it's Thane, right? Thane, well, it's Thane. Thane Eugene Caesar worked for Ace Security all of the day. He had he had also been involved in a slew of crimes in Missouri and Arkansas and Tijuana and somehow these all went away because John Alessio took care of him. Uh, he ran the first national bank in San Diego. That was a major capture for the mafia. And uh, he helped him. He told him, you're going to work here. You're going to be part of the security detail. You get as close to RFK as you can. He's right next to him. I mean, that is the necktie that RFK pulled off that's in his death photo. You know what his last words were? I mean, his last public word was on to Chicago. Let's win there. What he said when they held him up is, is everyone all right? Is everyone else all right? Because five other people had been shot and they all survived except for him. He's got burn marks on the back of his head because Stain was shooting Western style from the hip, like pop, 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 straighten his arm out and just shot him right in the head. And they saw him do it. And these witnesses just get harassed. Some of them get stabbed or shot at and bullied. And you got mob lawyers on both sides. That should have been red flag number one. Like, why is Grant Cooper Sirhan's lawyer? And then why did it go to Russell Parson? And the DA, um, Evel Younger, that squashed the evidence, and then they physically destroyed the panels in the door and the ceiling that had the bullets in them, and eventually the entire hotel. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be rationalizing like a biblical evangelist to make excuses for each one of these things. Like, oh, that's probably because you just can't. It was a two-person. Um, Sirhan Sarhan was a useful idiot. Palestinian that they wanted the narrative to be on. They stuck an Israeli paper in his back pocket, 400 bucks. Um, and they tell him in jail, like, you want to be eating fish heads the rest of your life? You shut your mouth. But Thane Caesar's the one that got him. 
I mean, I don't know how you can get, you've got acoustic evidence, you have eyewitnesses and you have forensic evidence about the shots and all the mob connections between both of them is clearly what happened. But the story is, um, what do you do with it? You know, like there's no place on the three letter network, whatever, to present the files and go, here it is. Let's tell the truth about RFK. That just never happens. Just like Gulf of Tonkin. That was a little blip in 2005. Most people still don't know about it. And a lot of people got forced to go to that war by draft and died over nothing. They never attacked us. Go ahead. Who was well, that that's a, that's the thing. I mean, the the most frustrating uh, thing about like knowing knowing about these events, knowing about how these people are getting away with it, is the fact that the public reaction. Um, you know, even supposing that you could like get a ten minute segment in, you know, through the um, you know through the the insurpassable barrier that is complete media control, is that uh, the reaction is prob- from most people is probably going to be be like, well, I don't care. I want to go eat an Impossible Burger now. I think I have a camera going. Impossible Burger. <laughs> What's an Impossible Burger? Ah, it's oh, bullshit. you don't want to know. <laughs> it's some fake plant burger. Burger. It's so. it's it's uh it's plant meat. It's artificial meat. T Bear. The new thing they're going to be pushing on us. T Bear over on Entropy Killstream Live slash Entropy actually says, uh, Ryan, how can the Liberty Movement shed itself of the poisonous Trump persona and his subverted tactics from beyond the office office of the presidency? I know that's a good question. You know, um, I'd ignore him. Like, remember when he came out and he said, we're, we're working on something big. We're working on something huge. And thought, and people thought, Oh, this will be real alternative media or something. And it was just a WordPress blog site for his own. Oh, yeah, dude, that was pathetic. <laughs> that really hurt him, too, I yeah, think, because some people right. were waiting on something, uh, you know, substantial. And then that came out, and they're like, what is this pussy shit? Like, what? And they already closed I'm that, by the way. GeoCities page that nobody read. And, it's and closed. It was something that you could only share on Facebook and Twitter, which he's banned on, and so are most of his followers. Yeah, and it's already closed down. They just banned another congressman, right? It was a senator or a congressman. They banned their YouTube. Well, they just um, kicked Lauren Witzke was on this show the other night. They kicked her out of her fucking bank. She just ran for Senate in Delaware yeah. last year. Um, I mean, this is a, you know, she just ran for federal office. And they said you're gone. Doing, Go ahead. Tell because us. I'm always about solutions. Yeah. We are doing a raise right now to build server farms and a payment processor at a bank on the Blackfoot Reservation in Montana because we've got sovereign land this year. So... That's our land, and it's our regulations. So that's what I'm raising money for because uh, I don't care what else they do with it. I think they're doing some organic farming and stuff. That sounds nice as well, but I said for my piece of it, I want server farms and a payment processor, something we cannot get kicked off of and something to replace PayPal. And that's what we need. And it, it's just poetic justice if it comes from an Indian reservation. Sounds like, good to me, ah. as I said. Uh, by the way, Johnny Appleseed says true. Pete Nebraska lost his bank account, too. Yes, I know, because he was on that show, and I talked to him, Johnny. I don't know if you saw that episode, but he was also on there. Or, or were you trying to shame me for not mentioning, mentioning him, or did you just not see that? All right, now, Worski, what do you think about RFK, JFK? I don't know too much about it to to put an opinion on that. Like, like the conspiracy what is the big conspiracy whatever, theory in all, Canada? All That's completely mm-hmm. off topic. But what's like a big conspiracy in Canada that goes around? Can you think of one? 
That's I didn't even prep him for this at Trudeau all. Trudeau is I just, I'm just trying to. Are we? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that might be no, one. <laughs> the, you know, that might be one. Is that that uh, a Trudeau that he's his father's actually Fidel yeah. Castro because his uh, yeah. his mom was there for a long time, <laughs> yeah. and then there was like side by side photos. I really think he is, dude. dude. Oh, he Honestly, is. He looks like, like him for real. I think I, he is. I, yeah, it's the, that's our conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I thought about it mid sentence when you were when you were saying it, I could see it click in your brain. I was like, I was oh, like yeah. <laughs> Wosky. Have Go you heard ahead. about this one? Have you have you got a license for that stream? Canada's <laughs> going to bring in licensing for streaming. Wait, are they? I didn't see that. Yeah. I think he didn't hear that one. He just looked very worried on the wait, camera there. Wait, what? Uh, your uh, Castro's son is um, <laughs> uh, pushing through legislation for uh, you need you need a license for that stream, sir. It's a good thing I'm getting the fuck out, eh? No, I think <laughs> you need to get the fuck out before they start requiring licensing for streaming in Canada because I don't think you're getting a license. Now they want to <laughs> regulate it the same way they regulate the radio waves. <laughs> now wait, wait. So, so what Are I you heard for Dagnalon? Fuck. Well, so what I heard was it's. Um, First of all, it was that uh, certain streaming services need to have a certain amount of Canadian programming. So, for example, Netflix now will have to show a um, you know a certain amount of Canadian programming on the front page to stay in Canada. So, Trailer Park Boys, all the only three four shows that we have here, basically. Vikings. Need to yeah, need to be on the front. That, that's what I heard. I didn't hear about licensed streaming. What? I saw some article uh-huh. about it, but I didn't actually read it. I just saw the headline. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, more I, I examine the details. Sound that bad? Yeah, because we thought we we looked into that and we thought it was about that. And then the deeper I looked into it, it's um, it turned out it's for like broadcasting, you know. And then, then what happened was they they had in the bill, I forgot what bill it was, but it was to basically uh, say that anyone who's like privately streaming, that's fine, and no, and it's only for broadcasting, so for Netflix, for any, you know. Any stations, any streaming services online. That's what oh, I. Oh, so heard. they're talking about commercial stuff that you can watch yeah, on your com- Roku or your TV. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then, a few days after, they removed that exoneration Ooh. for private streamers, and then now I guess you know uh, some people are fighting it or some shit, and now they're re-adding it. So they did try to sneak that in there. But then everyone's like, wait, that's against, uh, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, blah, blah, blah. So and against what we, you know, our freedoms here. So then they had to re-add it. But he is trying to do that. But I don't think it's working out as as well as he was, you know, expecting. But Andy, what if they bring in the sign-in law for Canadian streams and you have to get JF back to speak in French for at least 25% of his <laughs> podcast? <All right>, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was freaked out, but I'm still again. I'm leaving soon, like October. Wait, isn't the second largest language in Canada now Chinese? Huh? I don't know. I think there's more Chinese speakers than French in Canada now. Really? It probably is, but they don't want to be as overt and obnoxious about it as the French are. 
Oh, yo, yo, hundred percent. But the only people who speak French in Canada are are in Quebec and Ottawa and all that stuff. They're all Montreal concentrated. And shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, I see Joe King Jr. says Killstream TV, Killstream TV. Uh, you can watch on Roku right. Not yet, but it's coming. Uh, you can watch on Fire TV. Roku is coming, uh, but it's up on Fire TV. Just Google, well, not Google, but uh, go on Amazon and search Killstream. You can get the app. Uh, many of you subscribe today. Thank you so much. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, okay, now I'll talk about that more should, at the end. You too. should always call Quebec 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 just to piss them off. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I always say, Finland's part of Scandinavia. I know it's not. I just want to make them tell me. <laughs> All right, let me read some of these. <laughs> what do you the, mean it's not? Let me. <laughs> Finland's not Scandinavian. Not Hitler says I can agree. Fuck Israel. They even had the audacity audacity to say I committed such horrible crimes. All right, thank you, Not Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> said he's painting in his comfy chair. All right, not Hitler. Um, now let's see. Um, where is okay? Here's the spot here. Henry Ford lives. Says, do we have a Meyer Lansky Ben Gurion or Menachem Begin connection here with RFK? I suppose. Oh yeah, I mean you got a Meyer Lansky connection to everything. That guy is the center of the spider web. Uh, Begin and that crowd was more involved with his brother's death than this. It was outsourced. Uh, Explain about Lansky, local. though. Hmm? What do you mean about Lansky? Which one? What, what do you mean about Well, Meyer, Meyer Lansky was, they say Lucky Luciano was the boss of bosses, but he really wasn't. It was Lansky the whole time. He's a Jewish gangster out of New York. He had a finger in every pie. It was a, They called him the brain. You often see him portrayed in Bugs Bunny. You'll see like Jimmy Blue Eyes and Lansky, and that's the the, the little short guy flipping the quarter, going mashy, yeah. and then mashy. the big guy that <laughs> that's yeah. Lansky, knuckle <laughs> sandwich. But uh, you know, he had Bugsy Siegel killed. He, he he was his friend, childhood friend of his. Like he was all about business for this guy. He's part of the Florida real estate scandals. He was man, and he he and Costello had the blackmail on Hoover. That's the most important thing. But Lansky had. Ties back to to Timor Rosenbaum and what's the Swiss Jew connection? The rules just say uh, with the uh, mega groups founding fathers. Prior to the mega group, you had the Sonborn Institute with Rudolf Sonborn, Abba Hillel Silver, and all these Jewish millionaires who worked with organized crime to acquire uranium for the United States and ship it to Palestine, Israel, as well as other conventional weapons. So. This is a mobster that had been had state support, so it's like Al Qaeda getting financing and logistics from Saudi Arabia. They're not doing it on their own. This isn't just a gang or some racketeer with you know a little bit of narcotics and gambling and prostitution. This is somebody with state support and a plan. All right, uh, John Bolton says uh, Ryan Michael Collins Piper. Now that's a true Chad for people to read his book. I interviewed Michael Collins Piper for three hours and 40 minutes on JFK. Where can really they find that if that. they want to see that? It was a year before he died, and we were going to talk RFK, and instead he had to waste his last interview arguing about fucking Sandy Hook with Jim Fetzer and his group of retards. And these assholes acted like he wasn't actually sick when he's going in and out of the hospital. He had heart problems, which he died from. And the veterans today, jabronis, actually used that as a clickbait story to say the Mossad killed Michael Piper. He died of a heart attack. They ripped off his proceeds from his money. He went out west to live with Mark Glenn. 
Mark Glenn's already got like 50 kids or whatever. And he just died alone in a hotel with a cat. It's sad. This guy did all this work, all this trailblazing, wrote all this, did the final judgments, the definitive work on JFK at that time. Did it all during the paper age as well. And just dies by himself. Never, never. He died before Patreon and all that could ever get going. You know, of course, he would have been banned from that, too. But, you know, he never had a dime and died in poverty, really. It's the saddest thing. And I don't want to end up like that. (laughs) I get banned on everything, too. But we have way more options than he did. Like, at least there's. Trovo and Entropy and Odyssey, but hey, something. I'm with you, know. brother. That's, that's what, a that's, lot more than yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't plan on that. Um, that's why you know Killstream.tv. That's all why that's I'm building stuff. the server farm, man. Yeah. The Blackfoot Res, get in on it because, uh, you know, of course it benefits all of us. Sure, like, all y'all can use it. Yeah, I was about to say not, something. We're not going to censor anything. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely use it. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's yeah. fucking right. go. Get, get, get your followers to help us out because we're real close. Send me some more about that, actually, a, off air because I don't know. Four well, months away. Yeah, I don't know I'll about email the you about yeah. um, it. And maybe you can come back it, on and like, talk about that specifically uh, one no day, problem. too. I, I can get some of them on, too, if you want. Some yeah, to talk about that. Blackfoot more, guys. More in depth. All sure. right, let me read the rest of these super chats here. Um, John Bolton says, uh, second Jim Trafficand. Uh, may he RIP for being a. Tra- is he talking about Jim Trafficant? Uh, may he RIP the the congressman. Uh, you got wood chippered. Oh my god, that guy was so fucking funny. I remember when I was a kid. Of course, I didn't know anything about any of this back then. Uh, but I just remember when they were throwing him out of Congress, uh, and the hearing. You know, like he was standing up, grandstanding, representing himself and stuff. Um, he was quite a character. Um, Henry Ford lives as Epstein, Weinstein, Feinstein. It doesn't sound like we have a Presbyterian problem, does it, Ryan? Uh, you know, Ann Coulter made a tweet like that. She's like Maxwell, Epstein, Fisher. Or something. She just named it. Like, this is not a Russian problem. Uh, all right, now. Based. Let's, let's see. Yeah. Oh, let's go through. Um, we have some stories. Uh, from from Israel. Hold on now. I'm trying to. There, there's a couple stories. stories from Israel. That's their stock and trade. Now, Trump. <laughs> first off, what about this one? This. I mean, they're they're all related to Israel at least. They are good storytellers, man. You mean, right. you mean isn't real? Now, Trump. Trump says U.S. Jews don't love Israel enough. Is what Trump said today. Fucking uh, Trump. What the fuck? I'm not going to put them? you back in power. <laughs> American Stop Jews. Out. Stop going gaffy. American Jews don't love Israel enough. I talked about this earlier, but I didn't have the full panel. I have to talk about it again. They don't love them enough, Donald Trump declared this week, but moaning his small share of the Jewish vote. In an interview with the Brooklyn-based ultra-Orthodox weekly, Ami published on Wednesday, the former U.S. president boasted of what he characterized as his foreign policy accomplishments, musing that had American Jews been more attached to Israel, they would have supported him in greater numbers. You know what really surprises me? I did the Golan Heights, I did Jerusalem, and I did Iran. The Iran deal was a disaster, right? And I also did many other things, he said, referring to his decision to recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights and Jerusalem and his withdrawal from the nuclear deal. Jewish people who live in the United States don't love Israel enough, he continued, noting that he was excluding the Orthodox community in this criticism, whose support for him was very high. I believe we got 25% of the Jewish vote, and it doesn't make sense. It just seems strange to me. Trump's comments elicited immediate criticism on social media 
You're not for open borders. You wouldn't bomb Syria, and Biden will give them that and everything you gave him, too, so he wins. Uh, Let's see. In August 2019, he declared that any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Without specifying to whom these Jews were supposedly being disloyal to, the U.S., to Israel, or to him as president, several days later, in a series of tweets, he quoted praise from a conservative radio host who referred to him as the king of Israel, claiming that the Jewish people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he is the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're doing or saying anymore. <clears throat> is what the quote said. Go there. move What the there. fuck's going on? So Trump said the real problem is U.S. <laughs> Jews, presumably maybe just everybody, though. We don't love Israel enough. Was, was that America first? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like America first, does it? I have to say. Uh, at least America second. <laughs> I don't even know if America's in the top. I mean, you got to have Ivanka and Jared are in there too. That's so that's, you know, that's he let Jared do the supposed peace deal where the Palestinians weren't even at the table. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know the big, they had a great peace plan, Ryan. Come on. Now the Palestinians just didn't pick it up. They, they hired like a fucking, the the dude pushing (laughs) the plan over there was fucking anti-Palestinian as fuck. What's his name? I forgot the guy's name. I have to look it up now. Uh, but you look at his background, and it was like fucking right-wing agitation against <laughs> Palestinians. And that was the point, man, over there. And Kushner, of course. Of course. Uh, Kushner himself, a right-wing Have agitator you ever played Israeli Israel. roulette? Uh, no, I haven't. It's like Russian roulette, except you fire a loaded gun into your neighbor's kid. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then complain about the retaliation. <laughs> The bu- cost of the bullet. I Israeled that from someone on Twitter, and it's like, yeah, after you shoot him, you say, well, if I didn't do it, someone else would. Yeah. Oh, do you know they found out They found out who that guy was? By the way, I wanted to do this from 2009. I don't know how just now it came up during the regular the cyclical bombing or whatever, but. What, that, that one? That one where he's going, like, if I didn't steal your house, Brooklyn? somebody else would? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they, they actually moved into their house, like moved into their house, like I while they were that. gone one day, and made a line halfway through the house. They put up uh, sheetrock and just stole half their house furniture and everything, and then eventually they just kicked them out of the rest of the house. Well, they they found out who this guy is. You're gonna you're gonna love what his last name is, Fauci. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I know. Uh, and this guy, this guy did very briefly did some time for some sort of if money. If it looks like scam. a rat and talks oh, yeah. like a rat, it's Anthony it's a Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. Right. He no. was involved in some scheme where he stole. Uh, he, he was involved in some criminal enterprise where he had made he'd ripped people off for millions of dollars. Yeah, that's and why it, he left New York. That's why he left New York because he was in he was on YouTube in the very early days of YouTube, uploading himself lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And that is the settlers you, you support. That is the settlers. That's the, that's the guy they're saying like a... Subsidize with your tax money. Look, if I could move out of this house, they would move someone else in. Perhaps he would not be uh, as uh, easygoing as I am. He's a fucking gangster. And it's like, well, God gave it to me. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> this is our land. God's a real estate agent. God gave him those cigars and hundred dollar bills. You wonder well. why there's rockets. One does wonder why those rockets keep coming in. No, and for, and for no reason at all, they elected. 
<laughs> now, here goes uh, another story. As America declines, will Israel become the new superpower? Top rabbi says that while it might seem presumptuous, it is Israel's destiny to lead civilization forward. <laughs> rabbi Shmuel Elihu, the chief rabbi of Safed and a member of the Israel of the Israel's Rabbinate Council. Uh, says that we are witnessing the beginning of the end of America as a superpower, thus paving the way for Israel to take its place and guiding civilization forward. It is with great sadness that we can remember this event, the storming of the U.S. Capitol, as part of the process of America's descent from the stage of history. It is a sad moment, but it happens. Rabbi Elihu wrote it. I didn't know foreskins were hallucinogenic. It's a sad moment, but it happens. You know, it happens. The rabbi points out that throughout history, many empires and superpowers have fallen as a result of moral crises. Whether it was Rome, Egypt, England, or Russia, no civilization can endure once there is a breakdown of of its ethical foundations. The rabbi believes... I I already say once their media has been taken over... The rabbi believes Mm. that the time has come for Israel to fill the vacuum of leadership left by the failing American experiment. One can't help but mention the collapse of England and France, once regarded as among the four world-governing powers, he writes. Who remembers them today as such? They collapsed upon themselves, like all of Europe, uh, where moral values. I didn't know that England had collapsed. They seem to be Tra- right. the translation. Where... Is we've hollowed out. We've hollowed out this um, this host. Time to move on. Where to the moral next one. values and justice have been replaced with political correctness, quote unquote. Family values have been replaced by hedonism. The rabbi points out correctly that there is a vacuum in moral leadership in the world today and believes that it is Israel's destiny to take up this role. Israel leads the world in protecting family values. He stresses, values? He's the average, Israel? The average number of children for an Israeli woman is double the average of the Western world, and that is what drives the successful Israeli economy and ingenuity. As examples of the moral decline in the West, the rabbi noted that Russia leads the world in alcohol consumption and the U.S. leads the world in drug consumption. Israel on the other hand, has among the lowest rates of alcohol and drug consumption in the world, according to this rabbi. Rabbi Alayu also believes that there will never be a military or popular coup to overthrow the government in Israel, as has happened to other nations. All right, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, there's there's more, but uh, that's his theory there put out, I guess, uh, in Israel today. What do you think of that, uh, Ryan? Israel being the moral leader of the world is hilarious. <laughs> like, everything wrong with the United States are the Zionist parasites that have taken the wheel. I mean, it's really the, the bankers took over America with Lincoln. Uh, and then it just did a double nose dive with LBJ, but God, how can people who are colonizing their neighbors and engaged in ongoing ethnic cleansing be the moral compass of the world? It's like, okay, let's all act like that. Well, that would mean all the Jews would get show it again. I mean, what are they forced to go to Israel? These people are like, oh no, you have to live on this particular dirt based on your biological history, history or something like that. Like, well, then you guys are from Europe. All these European Jews went to Palestine in the forties. They're slaughtering sunscreen all over their body because they can't go outside, but they act like that's their land and they're meant to be in the desert. I'm like, you have blue eyes. You're not Jewish. You're not Middle Eastern anyway. You can you might be Jewish by identity, but you're Polish or Hungarian or whatever. You're not from the Middle East. Fuck those people. Hulk Hogan says, Ryan, thoughts on Robert Seffer anthropo- uh, anthropology uh, that goes into odd areas is a good info. Uh, I don't have any good thoughts. I asked my brother about the archaeology stuff. Okay. He's the archaeologist. 
It's the different. It's we're twins. Different guy. All right. Let's see. Uh, what else? Netanyahu. What did you think about Netanyahu? By the way, he's still in the uh, prime minister's residence as of yesterday, I guess. Uh, you know, he, he and his wife can be both be brought up on graft and corruption charges. Yeah, and now, now that he's not prime minister, he's no longer immune. So I want to see him go to jail. That's what I want to see. Like Ehud Omar. I, I went, if Netanyahu goes to jail, you're going to be seeing me doing like Vaseline snow <laughs> angels down the hallway. Like I am ready for that. I'm just going to love it. I know the next asshole is just as bad on Palestine. I just want to see that pig. Exactly. That big-eared pig rot in jail. I said the exact same thing. It's personal with Netanyahu. It is. It's like I want to see this guy get his comeuppance. He deserves it so much. I know the next guy is going to suck just as bad. Maybe I even sent worse. him a letter. It's a picture of Bashar al-Assad saying, Who must go? <laughs> By the way, shout out. Y'all know what I did to Megan McCain, right? No, I don't. Uh, I said I <laughs> I gift wrapped my uh, picture, my zombified picture of her dead father. Said six sympaturness, and it's like a picture of a rotted uh, no. John McCain face, and wrapped it up all in red, white, and blue, <laughs> like all nice, <laughs> with an accompanying letter that let me know what I thought about him. By the way, and uh, yeah, I, I I wasn't aware Wait, of that. Are you, are you ta- single-handedly uh, taking credit for an eating disorder that she's obviously just started manifesting in the last year or so? <laughs> no, she's uh She's been that way. (laughs) By the way, shout out to the viewers. We have she ain't a walrus. Shout out to the viewers. We have one thousand total live with the restream over on YouTube. Shout out to Chillstream more. Also, Tim Dillon did that. Sorry, Tim Dillon did that impersonation of Megan McCain, and it took me like twenty minutes to figure out that was Tim Dillon because they look just alike. <laughs> they do uh, have a lot of similarities. Winston Fujimori says, "Can you ask Ryan Dawson what his beef with Nick Fuentes is about? They seem to get along when Ryan interviewed him, but they have since had conflict with each other." That's what, they, what he said. Uh, well, I was supposed to debate him on religion or something, and he avoided that topic and just talked about liberals or something the whole time. And I was nice to him because he was like nineteen or twenty years old. I didn't know he was like a dick at the time. Um. I thought it was fine. Like I'm all for America first and all that. I think it's stupid. And at least optic wise, I think genuinely stupid to say stuff like Africans can't build things. And some of the things that have come out of his mouth, but I was proud of him the other day because he was on Jonestown and he gave, he defeated Jones and Barnes. It was a two on one debate and he brought up Saudi involvement in Al Qaeda and how that was against American interest on behalf of Israel and made some good points. But he brought me up out of the blue. Um, so this guy has no audience. I'm like, yeah, cause they got banned on everything. Like I had an audience, like when you were eight years old, I had an audience, whatever. But, uh, I think it was probably because everyone's like, good job, Nick did great job on Alex Jones. So I wish you'd been Ryan Dawson instead. <laughs> cause every point he made is stuff I've been making for 20 years. And I could have brought it at nine 11, a lot of other things too. So I don't know. I'm, I think we need more young people out there sticking it to the man and stuff, but it's not good to be egotistical like that. And um, it's okay to make mistakes and stuff. It's I don't like people that say, oh, Fuentes said this one thing this one time. So what? He's basically a child. So just give him some slack. But, Again, um, neutral host I here. I wasn't aware of any beef there. And Jay just like, said he was going to do it and then never showed up. 
And I'm like, I don't want to debate religion, but I will. And you're going to regret it if that happens. Cause I don't care what someone's religion is or isn't. But if someone feels the need to like people can't be moral unless they have the same religion they do. And that's a pretty easy argument to win. Well, if you guys have another chat, we would love to host it here on the kill stream. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that would be, that would be nice. Netanyahu. Uh, farewell, Netanyahu. He, apparently, he shredded documents before Bennett took office. I just saw this right before we came on air. Documents kept in the prime <laughs> yeah. minister's safe were shredded Sunday, just before Naftali Bennett took office. Uh, excuse me, office. Haaretz reported Thursday, illegal destruction of documents was performed at the instruction of former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Clerks in the office told Haaretz, "The documents destroyed in in this. Uh, excuse me, the documents destroyed were those kept in the aquarium, an area where schedules of office officials material." pertaining to daily work and other documents are stored. It's unclear what documents were destroyed at this point. Officials <laughs> responded on behalf of Netanyahu telling Haaretz that the report of the incident is a complete lie. It never occurred. Prime Minister's office responded to Haaretz saying the topic is not familiar to us. They will examine the details. Right. His wife spent hundreds of thousands like of dollars of Berlin on personal in there. They were just burning everything. <laughs> That's what it was like, wasn't it? <laughs> Down in the bunker, they're giving the order to fucking burn everything. Don't let them fucking get those records. Expl- borrowed some machines from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the and, uh, Fauci made the big mistake. He didn't delete his emails. Oh, shit. Yeah. Explain. So now they're sure. going to have to act like they don't exist or whatever. Same with Hunter's laptop. Why didn't you just blow that up, dumbass? But Exploding. they said in the debates that laptop's Russian disinformation. No, it's not. You're <laughs> on the laptop, dude. It's your laptop for sure. It's just great Photoshop, Ryan. Yeah, just excellent. You know, someone just an great. entire laptop of Photoshop stuff. Um, he's on there calling Asians yellow people and nibba this and that and, you know, smoking crack and meth and banging hookers and stuff. I made a film called The Biden Race? Crime Syndicate. That It's all of them. It's not just Hunter. That is the most degenerate backwards family I've seen in a long time. And I've covered the Clintons and a lot of them. That is, it's Epstein level disgusting. What they did? Well, Didn't he like depressing. like smoke crack and was naked around his niece or some shit? Yeah, yeah. They're like, taking showers with your grandchildren and stuff. I mean, first of all, he's married to his dead brother's wife, his dead yeah. brother's widow, and Joe Biden married the babysitter after his wife got in a drinking and driving accident. Right, pulled out in front of a truck near Christmas and killed herself. And then he marries Hunter's babysitter. And then Hunter marries Bo's wife and then names his child Bo. <laughs> they collected $4 million worth of uh, cancer research funds for the Bo Biden Foundation or whatever because he died of brain cancer. And they spent a whopping zero pennies on cancer research it all just went back in the democratic coffers it's promoting cancer i should suppose so you can say what they did is they used the death of their son to generate sympathy and funding for cancer research that they instead spent on promoting cancer wow that's how there is no bottom to these people for, the Biden's brother ran over a man and made two two girls parentless, turned them into orphans, 
Never gave a penny to the family. Wait, Biden's brother? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know James that. Biden and, and Frank Biden are just like out there doing Diesel Hunter. They were like and trying to beat the Kennedy high score, or what was going on here? Like, uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Biden's gonna make an awesome reality show. You have Dude, to they that. they are they're so degenerate. Yeah, the foot foot jobs and all this crap they do, and eighty two thousand dollar a month job to not show up and giving nuclear secrets to the Chinese. Uh all, all the corruption with Ukraine and China and Bohai Harvest and the rest of it. It's just endless. They ripped off. They were involved in a Native American bond scheme, Bernie Madoff style, ripping off American Indians. They um, were part of the coup d'etat in Ukraine, forced a prosecutor out of looking at Burisma. You know, and Joe Biden's on tape saying, well, son of a bitch, she got fired. He brags about it at a CFR meeting. We have the entire like five hour, hours of audio from the anti-corruption agency of Ukraine translated into English. And just there's no, again, what do you do with it? Media is not interested in any of these things. The media is radical left, total radical left agenda, the point where there's 78 genders or whatever. Um, there's really only three. There's men, there's women, and there's men who ask for directions. <laughs> all right now let's see i think i'm caught up on the questions let me double check here oh no explaining pretty says a quest for oi season two will end with superpower israel calling it now dude uh ignore the rant podcast renewed subscription now a three-month subscriber thank you all uh, for the mega support tonight uh, and on the network uh blowing up very kind it's been working out very very well uh, i may go up to dc this weekend uh for some content for the network i don't like the word but uh, i don't know how else to say it and uh, i'm going to record uh, an episode with bps black pigeon speaks after the kill stream tomorrow night and i'm going to do something with rand on sunday so that's at least two because I'm definitely doing the Black Pigeon Speaks in the in the Rand episode. Hey, Maybe tell Pigeon three to come down to Osaka. Okay, I will. I'm, I got a bunch of kids, so he should come to me. Okay, I'll see. Be fun. I'll see if uh, if I can coax him to, into doing that. He should do that. Uh, and yeah, I'll talk to him tomorrow after the show. That'll be up over the weekend and in the Rand episode, and maybe maybe some on location DC stuff. Uh, we'll see because they're doing some type of protest for the. Um, Conditions, uh, I guess they're holding them in pretty bad. Uh, if you go to Lincoln Memorial, flip them off for me. January 6th. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give them the double bird uh, for mm-hmm. Mr. Ron give Dawson. Exactly. So, double bird salute. Uh, Winston Fujimori uh, says Question for Ryan How can we get the youth and future generations onto an America first slash nationalist agenda? Also, what is his trajectory for the future of Europe as well as North America? To get the youth on to any kind of movement, you need e thoughts. Titties. That's what you mean. E thoughts. Because Tits. Simps, Simps oh, well, there's no girls allowed in America first, so that's a doomed project. How <laughs> <laughs> was my joke about the conventions? Like, if you go to the uh, the DNC and look at the women, you understand what a dog faced pony soldier is. Oh. <laughs> if you go to the RNC, there's some kind of airheaded but good looking like blonde Texan girls and stuff. And if you go to the Libertarian Party, I don't know what they look like because we haven't seen any girls there yet. 
Oh, it's, oh man, it's a sausage well, factory. Uh, well, the, the liber- don't you know the libertarian meme? Uh, white guys with Asian Asian wives. Pretty much, uh, it's it's the right side of the bell curve. So you're getting your your brightest whites and your average Asians together. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with below average. I've seen some of the pictures. <laughs> oh, know. you mean average looking? I was talking about in the mind. The bell curve. Who, being cares? Who cares what's in a woman's mind? <laughs> I do. <laughs> if you're having children. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Joe Rogan slams. C- Why is this even in the mix? Why not? Joe Rogan slams CNN's Brian Stelter. Hey, motherfucker, you're supposed to be a journalist. Uh, is the quote I guess they have him using there. See John Stewart suddenly. I did. We watched that, that on Tequila Sunrise, by the way. Yeah. That was uh, all right. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Colbert was fucking like scared as fuck, freaking out. Hey, he was like, uh, "Yeah, okay, so, uh, <laughs> no, please." Don't guys, compromise. He used to be Stewart's underling, so it's yeah. like the boss came back. It's like, "Shut up, bitch." Uh, Stewart was uh, the commencement speaker at my graduation. Really, and I was actually on his show twice, but I wasn't there in person. He just played clips of mine on there. Uh, not a doubt that could happen again. Let's see. I'm trying to find. Barry uh, is saying the obvious, and he got ratioed on Twitter by the far left, just saying, "Well, how dare you? You're Republican now." All he's saying is common sense. Oh, uh, here we go. They did gain a function research in Wuhan. They did. Here we go. This is uh, that's the hour. We won't play that clip. We'll play this one though. This is follow-up from earlier. Racism is a public health crisis in Chicago. <laughs> That's according to Mayor Lightfoot and other city and community leaders. WGN's Kelly Davis is live at Rush University Medical Center. Smash pass, Kelly Davis. Hey, Ben and Lourdes, this is more than just a declaration. City leaders say they have a plan to combat systemic racism as it relates to health care, and they are ready to put it into action. Sadly. Racism has taken a devastating toll on the health and well-being of our residents of color, and particularly those who are black. A recent report released a startling statistic. Black Chicagoans have a shorter life expectancy. On average, blacks that in the city killing lived each other 71.4 years, while non-blacks lived 80.6 years. That gap is more than Let's nine go. years. But depending ah, on the neighborhood, it Give it up, There's nothing natural about these statistics. They are unjust, and they are preventable. The Chicago Department of Public Health did the study. It shows the five main factors for the gap are chronic diseases, homicides, infant mortality, infections such as HIV and the flu, and opioid overdoses. Homicide was number two. And opioid overdoses are due to social factors, including housing, safety, education, economic opportunity. The mayor declared racism a public health crisis at the MLK Exhibit Center in North Lawndale, but it was more than just words. The city has a concrete plan. The health department is allocating $9.6 million in COVID relief funding from the CDC Our call to it tomorrow night. healthy Chicago equity zones. The six geographical areas cover the entire city and will focus on creating ways to improve equitable access to health care. Our aim is to decrease the life expectancy gap, which stands at 14 years between the Loop and Chicago's West Side by 50% by words. 2030. City leaders say the COVID-19 crisis exposed the inequities in health care, which forced them to scale up their efforts. Now they plan to carry that momentum forward. It's now inequality, we have to bring not that same unrelenting focus to another more pernicious public health threat. 
racism. Pernicious. Right. Oh. Chicago is not I'm the first major city to declare racism as a Wait, they're not the only ones. Crisis. I didn't even realize this. Other cities include Milwaukee, which was uh, the forefront of this movement two years ago, as well as Denver, Boston, and Columbus, Ohio. There we go. Sweeping the nation, Mr. Dawson. Um, do you think this will happen in Japan anytime soon? We already have the longest life expectancy in the world, so... Think they'll declare racism a public health crisis over there? Maybe it's racist because we haven't given our health care to everyone else. <laughs> One of the How's funniest. No, that ain't going to happen. They don't. They don't, <laughs> don't have. Know. Uh, it's not because the health care is better. It's because people's habits are better. We don't have obesity for one. And we don't have an opioid crisis. There's this article. I think it's advice, maybe, and it's Japanese. It's Tokyo or something. Uh, BLM, and they're complaining. And they're just like, wherever we go, we we try to get people to care about Black Lives Matter, and they look at us like we're crazy, um, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's it's not. It doesn't really take root. I went against their protests dressed in all Confederate flags <laughs> and they were saying they were going to beat my ass and all this stuff. But as soon as I showed up, nobody had anything to say. <laughs> I walked right up on the stage. This <laughs> is a bunch of soy boys and like their little Asian girlfriends and stuff. And I was like, you people are so dumb. You're, you're pissed off about some Kurdish guy that got arrested in Tokyo. And like, he got arrested cause he broke the law. And he's sitting there, like, locking his legs and stuff, so they had to drag him into his cell. They didn't beat the shit at him or something. They didn't know he was Kurdish. You can't look at someone and know they're Kurdish or not. It had nothing to do with that. It's just some faggot being a baby. And Whoa. so they're like, you're going to jail. You broke the law. I mean, like, what's wrong? And they're like, they just wanted to write about something. I said, if I see one window break or anything, I'm going ham. Uh, and I was like, there's no guns in this country, so I can do anything I want. I can grab any Antifa person I want and smash them in the asphalt. They're right in front of them, there's nothing they can do. Because I'm a 237-pound person trained in martial arts. So I was like, I'm just going to grab you and make you eat your own foot if I want to. Like, there's, you can't do anything. Japanese cops just sit there and laugh because they hate them. <laughs> I like got it green. I talk to the cops, and they're just like, clothesline them, do whatever you want. They're not going to do anything. Go ahead, and then they had Japanese nationalists come in the black vans and start yelling and singing emperor songs and stuff. And all these people ran away. I was like, y'all are so pathetic. <laughs> That's what ought to happen. You know, but they're singing US, songs of like praise for the, the fucking media, emperor Hirohito. Which one were they singing songs of praise for? They're singing songs for the emperor, but you know damn well what that means. Yeah. Like not you. We like you, but you know, those people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Get uh, Worski, what were you going to say, sir? <laughs> oh, I forgot. I, I was thinking of a new joke. I, I was thinking the 14 Japanese characters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, over the, the characters for loud is woman three times. <laughs> Henry Ford Lewis says, does Ryan plan on celebrating the first ever Juneteenth national holiday this Sabbath? I do not because slavery oh. didn't end. We still have slaves. You know what? Offshore sex shops right now. I remember what I was going to say, Ralph, was when you said that story, it's just like, like today in black people crying news, it's like, it's all here. It's like, here's the new black guy crying. It's like, oh my God. I heard the other day, it was like, they were talking about Uber Eats drivers. No, like, no one's being tipped because no one wants to tip Uber Eats, right? Because <laughs> why tip them? 
at this point. And because Uber like, steals the money, that's another thing. All these reports came out yeah. about all these fucking apps keeping all the money themselves. I'm not trying to fucking give Uber well, some extra money that? or an ex-finder's fee. Deliveries like five, six bucks. It's like yo, yo, calm down. And then so they had this whole report about Uber Eats drivers, and I'm thinking mundane Matt the whole time. But, we don't have tips in Japan for anything. Yeah, but you hear this yeah. at the end of this whole report, they're like, and by the way. More, most of the Uber East drivers are minorities. I'm like, there it is. I was thinking, how are you gonna make this racism thing? Oh, there it is. There. You it remember is. when uh, Family Welcome. Guy would have that guy come on the news and go, "It gonna rain." <laughs> so you just yeah, need that. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be some overweight black lady just comes on and goes, "Racist." Yeah. 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 Like, oh, that's a whiny racist. Like, not racist. Stop blaming your own personal failings on 19th century slavery. Yeah. Oh just, my, it's because you're doing drugs. You kicked dad out of the house. You didn't finish high school. There's a bunch of reasons you fucked up, and none of them are racism. I laugh so hard when I watch, when I see like, uh, the news on and I hear something about racism. I just start going, ha, ha, ha. You. What are you gonna do? What are There's you a good know? drinking game you can play, like on TikTok. Just yeah. like it's like every fourth or fifth post is racial crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, you get ding, 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 so racism. <laughs> so fast. They're really addicted to it, and the Unabomber called it. Man, is what happens is people with a raging inferiority complex. And you can you can see the physical difference when you look at Antifa and stuff. They're all decrepit weirdo looking androgynous just losers people who have this raging inferiority complex identify with minorities gays whatever because they look at them as inferior <laughs> they can identify with them because oh you're one of us you're one of these you know losers like us and that's why you see this overwhelming blob of white loser kids that compromise 90 something percent of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's why you don't see any chads in those BLM. Yeah. Like you can tell someone if they lift weights, it's like, well, that's not Antifa. They have too much upper body mass. Because the psychological requirements it takes to have the discipline to work out to win at anything means you're not going to be a leftist because leftism is a mental disorder. And it's yeah. coming from their sense of inferiority. And it's because of this technocratic system that puts these social pressures on people that creates these monsters where they're all anonymous and their nose rings and their purple hair and this and that. Like they do things to alienate themselves. And so, oh, I'm going to be a transgender, whatever is off putting. That's what they do because they weren't going to get that job or whatever anyway. Mm-hmm. They talk about redistribution of wealth. Wealth is not distributed, motherfucker. Wealth is something you earn through work. It's called job. Get a job, hippie. You know? <laughs> Do a redistribution of wealth, but I'm not going to work for it. Go get fucked, these guys. And, you know, that's so funny that you say that. It's true. I mean, you've never seen a guy with good upper body strength holding a BLM sign or, or mm. you know, or in, in any of these. Worse. You'll like, yeah, it's it, communist types. Losers. The minute a guy does a push up, he goes, What am I doing here? Like, you know what I mean? It just, you can't. Prove you're not anti fi. You just do five push ups. You can't be anti fi. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Anomish Fish says, Ask how prevalent English is as a language in Japan. 
Um, it's not none. Like that's what say you don't hear it much, dude. Nothing. Uh, John Bolton says Ferton, maybe uh, maybe the airport or a uh, private hotel. Not even the airport. It's like private hotel would have some English speakers. Die by that. John Bolton mentions a certain run-on guest. No, that person won't be. That was a. Uh, that was the one time only we got an article out of that though, from Jared Holt. That was pretty funny. Um, I got Patrick and all the Davids on my Skype. All three Daves. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Let me go through uh, the list. I think we've hit most everything. Critical race theory. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh, what do you think it's about that? It's just racism toward white people. It's pretty much, yeah. I think that about covers it. Uh, I'm looking through we, RFK, Israel. Uh, what else are you working on recently? I'm working on a new mech film and the second half, because I did a film on the Bidens, but so much has come out since he's been selected president that I got to do another one. Sequel. Because so much dirt. There's a sequel, Corn Pops Revenge. <laughs> Corn Pops. He's back. Bigger, bigger, blacker, and badder than ever. By the way, there's a giant statue of George Floyd. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. I saw right that. Now. Like, we don't have a statue of Julian Assange or anybody that actually did something, but George Fentanyl gets a statue. It doesn't really oh, look it. like him either. Oh, it's not the original photo. There was this great one where there was this enormous fat black woman standing to the side, and people were like, there were just hundreds of comments and people going, like, wait. Yeah, that's it's real. 700 pound statue, the big woman on the right. <laughs> Looks like Willy Wonka made this on bitch's website earlier. Like, what the Wait, fuck? Why couldn't and we have really Liberty or Where Thomas Sowell or somebody actually accomplished things? Like, George Floyd was a drug addict, criminal. Or CJ from Saturday of a heart attack. And now he's America's Jesus. He is unironically America's new Jesus. Just, just accept that. We love George mm. Floyd. We respect the will of the. Whatever. This is statue looks atrocious though. It doesn't even look like it. Means him. I just don't like it? I like cops or anything, but that that whole oh, story it's on was screen. Dumb. Sorry, worst y'all. But I expected that when they chimped out because a teenager had a MAGA hat on the Lincoln steps and they acted like he was the icon of Hitler or something. It's like there's a kid standing still with a smirk on his face where people mm. were yelling at him and banging a drum and you know so they're the ones being racist. Those kids are just standing there with a MAGA hat. So, of course, they thought there were riots, you know, because if just standing still did that, uh, you know, people chanting USA around the Capitol was an insurrection. And, of course, George Floyd is a, a, hero, a hero, you know, and a symbol of systemic racism and all this other nonsense. They've got no other cards to play. It's Frankfurt School all the way. They just uh, just yell racism because it works. And the media just, if you said there was no evidence that George Floyd's murder, accidental death, whatever was motivated by race. Zero. They just decided I don't, well, there it's is a white none. Cop. You're right. There it's is no evidence guy, of that. So it has to be racism. That fits my narratives. That's how they do the civil wars about slavery. Because it's psychologically gratifying to condemn slavery. So the war has to be about that evidence be damned. Let me read this. This is Charlie Kirk. Uh, one year ago, June 20th, 2020, said Senate Republicans are introducing legislation to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Barack Obama and Joe Biden were in the White House for eight years. Why didn't they ever do it? This is Charlie Kirk on June 17th, 2021. He says Lincoln mm-hmm. knew America's founding was July 4th, 1776. He knew that was the day our amazing nation made a step from ideal quote to reality. Juneteenth quote unquote is an affront to the unity of July 4th. 
We now have two summer doll, two summer holidays, and one of them is based on race. Shame on the GOP for supporting this. This is actually yet less than a year, a full year, three days less than a full yeah, year. Yeah, they enslaved the Chinese after liberating Africans, and they only liberated Africans as a voting bloc for the Republican Party. What in the world, Charlie Kirk? This dude is like one of the fakest motherfuckers around. Literally, That's the guy just with the, the giant head and little face. Yeah, and there's no just like there's no reasoning for why he's come to this conclusion since then or anything like that. And he'll never even offer one. Uh, you know what I mean? There'll never be a oh well. Why did you change your mind? Mind 180 degrees on this topic. Uh, just anyway, I just wanted to at least read that on air. Explaining Prince says thank you for your sacrifice, George. Wait, George Patreon Saint. Of the unbreathing. All right. I'm about to be yeah. a Patreon <laughs> The saint. unbreathing. Well, they heroicize the... Fauci, too. I mean, these this is the people that they like. Now, right? George Floyd and Dr. Fauci. Oh, I did mean to bring this up. <laughs> Bills. Buffalo Bills. Shout out to Pantu. Bills fan. Um, their receiver <laughs> called out uh, what it's going to be uh, for the NFL players who don't take the vaccine this year. Uh, now, this is – did you see this? This is going to be really severe restrictions. Uh, he laid into the NFL Players Association for the COVID protocols it agreed to with the league, which enacts strict protocols that must be adhered to by the players who are unvaccinated. Per the NFLPA, unvaccinated players must – excuse me, excuse me uh, not only must wear a mask and be subject to the daily COVID testing, but also may not eat with their teammates – be subject to travel restrictions and not leave their team hotels and are even forbidden from engaging in social media, marketing, and sponsorship activities. But the vaccine doesn't even stop the spread well, of the disease. Well, that's what he said. So what's the point? Well, he's like, you're not immune to the fucking disease. He's like, these people leaving the hotel and coming back, even though they're vaccinated, they might be bringing the fucking you know, COVID back in and infecting me. Uh, is is what he was saying. He's like, this doesn't even make any sense. He said, this is crazy. Did we vote on this? I stay in the hotel. We still have meetings. We will all be together. Vaccinated players can go out the hotel and bring COVID back into where I am. So what does it matter if I stay in the hotel now? 100% immune with vaccination? No, wrote Beasley. The Players Association is a, dro- is a joke. Call it something different. It's not for the players. He goes, everyone. I wonder who uh, the heads of that are. Well, everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again. The odds of me getting in the NFL and playing are for 10 years are lower than that, and I'm here. So what are we really talking about? I understand completely why the NFL is doing this. It gives them back the freedom to make the most money as possible again if everyone is vaccinated. But but will anyone fight for the players or not? Nah? If you've already had COVID and then you get vaccinated, it can give you heart problems. Well, you know, I, I don't know how long his contract is, but um, we'll see if he if he gets to keep it there. He's whatever happened Buffalo. to laws off my body? Yeah, my body, my law, or whatever, my choice, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, Infinite yeah. Slick pinned LemonParty.org to the top of the chat. I don't know why he did that. But, uh, uh, exploding Printy, I spread that one. Okay, I think I read everybody's. Let me double check here. Uh, Worski, anybody got any questions here for Mr. Dawson before I adjourn proceedings here? Nah, man, it was fun. He did the adjourn. The last time I was on was right after Ralph's uh, sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) Glad that didn't happen. I've got questions for you. How do you write it? No, we're not going into that. I didn't watch it. I just heard about it. We're not. Yeah, we're not going into that. Um, But yeah, that's true. It was that week, I guess. Now that you mention it, I think it was like the. It wasn't the day after. 
It was that week, though, I think. Um, hey, the Kardashians did it. You're in good company. Yeah. All right. Rand. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Rand hangs off my dick enough, so he had to watch the sex tape a lot extra. So, uh, But, yeah, thank you for stopping by, man. Tell people where they can find you. ANCReport.com. My secret YouTube is Raina Kawa, R-E-N-A-K-A-W-A. Had to start all over again. Um, and this will probably be banned because I only use the last 10 or 11 days, but I'm on Twitter, Ryan Dawson ANC. Uh, the last account lasted almost two weeks. It was during the Gaza bombing, though, so I had to get in there, say my piece, and get banned. So, but ANCReport.com has all this stuff. The files about RFK that I was referring to that we couldn't possibly read through the whole thing are up on the site. And uh, so is a um, another interview I did on Mob Connections and, and more details is up there as well. I try to cover different stuff on this show than that show. So you can go listen to the other one. Yeah, that's, get, get that's cool it. too. So people that listen to all of them, you know, can get different stuff there. Yeah, I didn't. Concert. What I covered with you today, I did not cover on the other one, but I did cover other <laughs> stuff. So. Other I'm just sports. looking at your Twitter now. Have you ever asked a woman to explain something? Why? And Larry Hill said, because I deserve an explanation. And then you replied, then why did you ask a woman? <laughs> yeah, that's in that. a series of jokes, though. You should see the ones above and below that. By the way, I see your telegram and chat t.me slash ANC report. We're on there, t.me slash oh, the yeah, Ralph telegram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, telegram for sure. Um, I appreciate you coming by tonight, man. Be be warned if you go in that room, though. Just saying, you know, I'm not in charge of what everyone else says. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. You know what with I mean? That. <laughs> I agree with that. Speaking of, I that, get all the black like, sheep. So <laughs> I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of what anybody else says. Uh, but yeah, me, I disavow. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> yeah, that's been my long term. I'm a free there. speech absolutist. So that's why I come. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate you stopping by. I'm gonna let these guys uh, promote their shit. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you, man. See you, Ryan, man. Excellent. Yeah. See you. Hey, quit ducking my son's stage. I don't have a fucking Nintendo Switch, bro. I, I, I told you, you this, one. yo. Oh, I, thought, uh, I thought I I got one myself when they came out again. Sorry. No, remember when I lost it in the in my yeah in the glove box? I do remember you told that story. Yeah. I kind of wanted like you one though. Really yeah. long way of saying I'm scared. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to keep my speedrunning uh, Mario World, and then we'll talk. He, you know, my son knew Andy before I did. That's like hilarious. I think I heard Andy when Andy and JF were doing, but Andy did these. I don't know what he was following for first, but I, when I found out about speed it, he was doing like a speed run through Spider Man or something, and my son was watching Mario. He's like, "Oh, I know Andy," and I was like, "Oh, I've talked to him." He got so excited. What do you think he'd play my stage? I said, "I'm sure he would." No, and he did do one, and I did. He did, one. He did, did okay, one. And he did one. one. And I beat it. I really, like, it was a hard stage. Yeah, he was the first person to beat it actually. So then he was like, "Okay, we'll double down and make one harder." And he made one that's impossible. And uh, I mean, it's possible we we won after like six hundred tries or something. But uh, God, it took us forever to make it, and he never played it. No. Lost my uh, switch. Yep. Yeah. We'll get all, that right. Together. all right, bro. <laughs> I was just like, all right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, uh, Ron. I appreciate you, man. We're going to get you, you back on. A song, Don't Be Scared, Homie. Have you seen that? 
Uh, I have. He, made, he made an Andy Warsky song with the clip from. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fight your son, bro. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. Dude, he's talking shit about you, dude. Holy fuck! He's putting out diss tracks on Warsky and shit. Like, I'm gonna fly to Japan. And he's about to come to your hometown and shit and like cut a diss track. I don't know, man. Y'all are about the same size. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. We are Ryan Dawson from P1 Dizzy over on Entropy Stream there at the end. Very much appreciated. Uh, thank you, Ryan. We got to get you back on sooner next time. We can't wait this long. So hopefully. Yeah, man. Good stuff. I, I got to bounce anyway. Thank you, man. Appreciate appreciate it. Fuck Israel. Thank you, sir. Fuck Israel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love Israel. All right, now, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, Rand, thank you too, sir. I appreciate you. Oh, Ryan. it's been a, been a pleasure as always, sir. <laughs> It is a pleasure. We're going to do a show on Sunday. We'll see if we yeah. have, if we're able to do the whole movie. We'll at least do an R and R weekend, though, for sure. We at some point we, we are got going to, do to have the... to watch this movie. I know. Well, let's not let's not turn it into a Warski. I lost my switch situation. Where, yeah, like, but we're still getting shows done. We're still getting shows done. We just haven't got that show done. So I don't feel that bad about it, but you're right. At some point, we're gonna have to watch the movie. But Killstream.tv, where man, we're getting man, it's actually doing way fucking better uh, than I thought it would, and we're just getting nice. started there. Uh, we're just getting started there. When we start doing events on there, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I want to do like we stop the talk and uh, we have to. Something. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Is this don't weekend w- Sunday. Let's, let's do Sunday. It's let's on just talk for at least an hour. Or like something. the growth and and where it's going is like yeah. a rocket ship, honestly. And once we get other people putting in content too, and it's more of like I mean it's a network now, but we get more diversity of content and people making stuff and uploading stuff, and they got their people and their codes and their people signed up for their own stuff. Um, it's going to be even better. So, um, and that's definitely the plan and the goal for it. Now, there's plenty enough stuff on there now. Killstream.tv. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and this will be up there actually right after we get done. The podcast will be up tomorrow, same schedule. I'll upload it uh, right around Tequila Sunrise time. In the mornings, uh, Tequila Sunrise exclusive to Killstream.tv. It's been doing very well. The Daytime Dynasty. Uh, I've been very happy with the daytime show. It's a little. A lot of times, just me sitting here uh, with the diehards uh, in chat, watching some stuff. We watched that crazy fucking trial today, the Ronnie O'Neill trial. Uh, check that out on Killstream Killstream.tv. Uh, if you missed that, P1 Dizzy. Thank you again, man. Uh, the yellow there. It's very pretty over on Entropy. Uh, with your, I guess when you give twenty five, it's yellow. Uh, much appreciated for that. Uh, now I'm trying to look through here. I think I'm pretty much all done. Though. I don't want to waste any more time. I think we had a great show here tonight, packed in Hell with yeah. everything. Warski got to come back. We missed him. It's good yeah, to see man. him again. What is what is on your agenda, sir? Before we uh, uh, pr- wrap up proceedings, uh, guys. Um, Odyssey doing the split Odyssey and D Live, and then the after show is now only on D Live. So d- just for more eyes on the sure. show, it's been doing really well. Uh, subcultured on both. I'm sure you guys know where to find me. And also, Bibble and I have our new iceberg video coming out uh on saturday nice. it's the bully iceberg it's fucking sick it combines all the lore we've talked about with manhunt and grand theft auto so it's really cool and besides that man it's been busy as fuck man like after i did that 24 hour stream last week which went really well um which you can still find on the d live replays by the way that burnt me out holy shit dude, dude i could tell like, man yeah it does three days dude for three four days i did not feel like a human being like it really fucked me up but it was so fun that we're gonna have to do it in a few months too so yeah man 
Very good. Mr. Warski, uh, yes. Mark Call will be here tomorrow, so hopefully you can drop by for that, yeah, too. Yeah, I'll see Mike tomorrow for sure. Yeah. yeah he'll be I here. Have, I have a lot of editing to do t- tonight, so Rand. I'm going to get on that. Rain, you need guys. to be here, too. Thank you, Warski. Uh, peace out. Rain, are you still here? Peace. Yeah, are you I'm coming in here, tomorrow with Mark Collett? Oh, that's right. Mark Collett's on Friday. Yeah, he's coming in tomorrow. Uh, he said he wanted to talk to you. Oh, no. Yeah, he said he said he wanted. I feel like I'm feeling a little sick. No, he said he wanted to talk to you specifically. He said make <laughs> oh, sure Rambot. Terrible cold. No, wait, he said make sure Rambot's there. He told me that. I just got that text earlier. Uh, oh shit! There's no getting out of this, is there? I mean, I'm delighted to see Mark Lee. <laughs> Thank you, Rand. We love you, man. You have a good one. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> Bring on Rambot.com. That's right. All right, later, man. Later. All right. That's it. I'm out of here. Where's my damn song? Killstream.tv. Thank you guys so much. This was a fun show. I've had a really fun week. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, I hope you got you guys have enjoyed it too as much as I have. Uh, I'm out of here. Thank you, Ryan Dawson. Thank you, Andy Worski. Thank you, Larry Ridgeway. Thank you, Rand. Oh, my God. I just spilled the coffee. Oh, no. Thank you all, though, to Paper Towels because they're right here, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Good night. Who else doesn't need to think? I forgot. Oh, Rorky. Thank you again. The Cash Retort over on Cash App. Killstream.tv. I gotta clean this up. Farewell. Gator will be back tomorrow. Bitches can't abort the retort. Up over a thousand. Thank you, Ryan Dawson. Thank you for the support. Killstream.tv. 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 Some said the kill stream You won't be split Some said the kill stream